what jingle? This is, your, this is your part. I'm not T-R-E-K-E-L-L. thinking. T-R-E-K-E-L-L. Just do that. I'm not doing that. Come on, man. T-R-E-K-E-L-L. T-R-E-K-E-L-L. <laughs> One K and two L's. <laughs> Come on, do it. I'll let you do that part. The one. No, you have. To be- what is it? One K and two L's. <laughs> One K and two L's. All right, do the first part a little more wholeheartedly now. T R E K E L L. T R E K E L L. One K and two L's. One K and two L's. All right. Oh, All right. God, this is horrible. Treckle.com shipping now. T R E K E L L. One K and two L's. Suggested donation. I had like the the weirdest sort of, I guess it, it was breaking in because this was like 2002 maybe, and I was um, I started with I started working with a gallery in Boca. I mean, of all places, like the mecca of art, you know, Boca, Boca Raton, in, Boca Raton, in Florida. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they have. We love um, your paintings, Nicholas. <laughs> Everything is beautiful. That was but... that. The that was pr- that's to a T. Yeah, that- are you from New no, York? No, 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 no. So am I. <laughs> no, it was no, no, no. It was actually quite the opposite. So obviously, yeah, this, this, you know, this nice uh, Jewish lady was the uh, owner of this gallery, <laughs> and she was like, "You gotta paint big. You gotta don't bring me anything that's medium sized. Don't bring me anything that's small. People are gonna, you know, put that in the bathroom. You gotta paint big." So my <laughs> smallest size, which is weird, it was, I mean, this was crazy was 80 by 60. That was like That's a, your smallest. Yeah, size. that was that, that was the size that was the size they were like egging me to Jeez. to do all the time. And and I was like this is ridiculous. That's like a fucking huge painting for me, you know. It's like a year's not, work. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not something that I can, you know, that I can constantly produce. And um you know, until I realized like this guy who was, you know, the owner of a bunch of malls like in Florida he bought one of my paintings and he was like, do you want to see it where it's hanging? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I, I have no idea what a, you know, rich guy's, you know, mansion looks like in Florida. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought it was going to be tacky. I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be tacky. But, <laughs> uh, but I went there and this 80 by 60 painting looked like it was, you know, 11 by 14. Like a post, like a little like thumbnail. It was like nothing. It looked like nothing. And I was like, fuck me. Like, this is like my whole wall, like (laughs) in my studio. Like that is crazy. That, that, and it was crazy. And the other thing is, um, cause I was younger and I was like, I don't, I don't really know how much to, you know, ask for these paintings. And she was like, I'm going to help you out. You know, this, this woman there, she was like, don't worry, just leave it to me. I'm going to help you out. And, and it was the, it was so backwards because she, uh, she asked me, how much money do you want for the painting? 
And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, and the, the, these were terrible paintings, honestly, the, the, you know, not my best work at all. And uh, super tacky. I mean, they were fitting for the, uh, for the market. But, um, <laughs> but at the moment, you know, uh, yeah, I, but I was like, what, what was that? Like 24 at the time, maybe. So I was like, I don't know, $10,000, like 10 grand. I want 10 grand. And she was like, oh my God, that's so easy. She was like, oh, this is cake. And uh, she was selling them for 30,000, like what you were saying. She yeah. was selling them for 30,000. I was like, 30,000. I was like, I've barely shown anywhere. How the hell am I selling a painting for 30,000? Like these people and have where no is she idea. now, by the way? <laughs> oh, she closed. Yeah, nah, nah. she closed. She actually, it was, she had that gallery in Boca and then she opened another one in Beverly Hills. So that, that gives you a sense of what type mm -hmm. of gallery this was, yeah. by the way. But, um, and the, uh, Bever I, I sold a couple of paintings when she moved to the West coast. And, and th at that point, I mean, long story short, but, um, Steve Assel, who was my teacher, uh, I showed him, you know, one of the catalogs that I had put out for the, for, um, for one of those shows and he saw it and he was like, are you signing these? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Am I signing these? <laughs> like, I didn't get it. Like it wow. flew over my head. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, are you Jeez, signing dude. these? And I was like, yeah, of course. Well, what do you mean? It's like, you could, you could actually use like a pseudonym to, to do this. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, pseudonym Steve Assel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I guess he would say that. I, yeah, no, he would say that because he, he, uh, he was actually, he always felt embarrassed about his illustration work. That's why yeah, he never he would signed sign his... him S A. Right, right, right. Yeah, he he didn't like to sign his illustration work. He never liked all those Fabios. Knowing... Yeah, he never liked people <laughs> knowing that that he did those romance covers. So I I felt like shit. I was like, because he asked me like, oh, you know, are you getting good money for these? And I was like, I guess yeah. I'm you know I'm selling well. But he was like, well, yeah, good for you. And at that moment, like, it really hit me. I was like, oh, fuck, this is not why I wanted to paint. Like, you know, this is really not the reason I, I, I went into this. So it, it was a uh, Let me a ask you this. What was, in, what was influencing the imagery at the time, if you remember? Of course, this is a long time ago. You're 24. You're a completely different person now than you were then. Mm. Are you able to put yourself in your, sh your shoes now, but you I know, now back then, and what were I you, think I, what were you making? I think I could understand myself. I could never, I would never let myself feel like I was selling out. Like I, I'm way too hard on myself to say, oh yeah, fuck it. I was doing it for money, you know? And, and I wish I was like courageous uh, enough to say, yeah, I just did it because I was getting paid pretty well, you know, for, for, you know, being a young painter, I, I felt that was really, you know, good money. But, um, but no, I think I could, you know, you know how if we get like in our heads, we can justify anything like we start believing mm -hmm. our own crap. Yeah. And yeah, I course. think that that's what was happening to me. Like, you know, it was never the type of space I wanted to to be in. You know, I, I live so in what New York. caused I, the reckoning. Like, was it Steve or was it? Yeah, it was that. And I was thinking about this, um, this other moment because I was um, I actually wrote uh, Ruprecht, uh, Ruprecht von Kaufmann. Um, He's like one of my favorite, favorite painters. Mm -hmm. And and I asked him if I could interview him. And he was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So now I'm like super psyched about interviewing him. And in my mind, I was trying to think of, you know, those first moments when I saw his paintings. And it dates back to that moment, um, you know, early 2000s. And he was showing at a gallery, uh, a Chicago gallery, and Nathan Gallery, I think. I don't know if you guys have heard of that gallery. Sure. She closed. But um. Yeah. 
you know, the, right at that time, I was still with this other gallery in Boca, but there was an art fair in Miami. So I, you know, I was like, oh, I got to be there because, you know, it's an art fair. So I could, you know, I had a bunch of catalogs and I was like, I'm going to, you know, shop for galleries. In my mind, I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just going to show this work to people and, and you know, they're going to super like it. <laughs> and uh, and the guy, the, there was this dude that, you know, for probably the, uh, I don't think he was the director, but he was probably a curator or something from the gallery. And I was so proud of my catalog and I showed it to him, you know, and catalogs like cost money. Like yeah, of course. that was, I paid for that catalog like myself. Like that was, you know, nowadays nobody, you know, gives up about a catalog. Right. But um we do it for free on Yeah, right, right. But but you know, I, I took it there and and I showed it to him. You know, I was like, okay, this is not in my mind it was, it, it was gonna go something like this. I was like, okay, you know, this is the gallery that I want to be in. And even though my work is not really showing it, like this dude is gonna see my potential. Like this dude is gonna see these paintings and it's gonna be like, you know, uh, yeah, this is not quite what we, you know, want to show or what we like to show here, but there's something in here that's really cool. Why don't you make a couple of pieces that are, you know, kind of more in tune with what we uh, show and we talk in like six months or whatever, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, this is going to be me kind of putting my foot, you know, in the door and, and, and just um, making an entry. And what happened, what actually happened was that I, I give this dude my, um, my catalog and he takes it and he flips through it like in five seconds and then he gives it back to me. And he, and, and I was like, Oh no, 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 you, you know, you can keep it. And he was like, no, you know, you keep it. Cause I know that these things are expensive. So you much rather give it to somebody else who really cares. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I, I fucking, I died that day. You know, I, it, it, we train ourselves and I think I'm, you know, way better now at, at dealing with uh, rejection and, 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 you know, somebody critiquing my work. It's not that I'm defensive. I just know how to understand, you know, where all that stuff comes from. It's also the but approach to it matters too, because it right. was a kind of different time and they were trying to put this air of, I control you. Like, oh yeah. No, you. he was, it was like yeah, a control he, thing. Yeah. He was, he was, th this was not a horizontal relationship at all. Like <laughs> absolutely like hierarchical he was way up there and he saw me as nothing like a speck of nothing but it just it it hurt i remember just feeling horrible like it it wasn't really about painting it wasn't about you know i don't know not even like subject matter i i just felt like okay this is not the right way like this is not the journey that i yeah. had envisioned for myself like but you were already not like feeling skeptical about those paintings to begin with right like you were yeah i think that while i was making it like i said like i could convince myself that i right. was doing something you know or maybe in the execution like you know the the subject matter could be super tacky but you were like okay but i'm i'm going to be really brushy here and i'm i'm going to try to be super elegant with my brushwork or i'm going to try to hit my drawing really nicely and control this painting i mean there's a ton of formal aspects of the painting that you could you know you could convince yourself that they're going to carry the painting but um no but nowadays i look back and i i go like oh what was i doing i mean it was I don't know. That's it, inevitable, felt, though, yeah. about like being that age and being like just out of school and like whatever you do when you look back on it, it's 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 a little bit painful. I think has to be right. Right, right, and 
in my case, like I had worked in New York at the, um, I don't know if you guys heard of it, uh, you know, this was 20 years back. I don't know. I don't even know if they're still in business, but the evergreen painting, like mural painting company, um, I, I worked I there. And so, it, yeah. yeah, it was super awesome. It was like on the West side, um, like near Port Authority. Uh, yeah. They had this huge, huge space because these, these were like enormous paintings um, that, that we would have to do. So I, you know, that was the job that I had painting, but then, you know, it was, it was, um, they needed a ton of people to work there when there were enough jobs, but you know, if there weren't any, they just had their core group, which were like crazy talented painters. And I was like super young back then. I, I, so this they is were, right after know, SBA. Yeah. 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 So at that moment they were like, okay, dude, you know, we don't need you anymore. And I was like, I don't have anything. Like I don't have a job. <laughs> I don't have family here. I don't, you know, in New York city. So by the way, this right. is in New York. You were going to SVA. Yeah. Yeah. This arts, was, right? yeah. Because I started working there before I graduated. So, and I, and I kept the job after I graduated, but, um, and I lived in, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm from Jersey, but um, I lived in uh, Weehawken. Having that job and then having nothing, and nothing means nothing. Like I had yeah. no family here, no family over there. All, all my family's here. So I was like- Here, you're in, in, in Bogota. In Bogota, yeah. Yep. yeah. So I was like, what do I do? Like, this is nuts. Like, you know, I, I got to make next month's rent because I was making some money, but, but it wasn't like, you know, I was making a ton of money just painting at a mural painting studio. And I called my best friend and she was working at, um, at, uh, at an illustration studio, which sounds super weird. It sounds like 1930s or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, um, but there Get was Nicholas such a thing. He has to do the yeah, new yeah. ad class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody. Uh, but there was such a thing and uh, it was amazing. Like it, it wasn't part of an ad agency. It wasn't, no, it was like an illustration studio. And, was it where uh, ad agencies would go to? Right, yeah, we were like the bottom the bottom of the food chain like <laughs> if there was if there was anything like wrong if, if there was anything wrong it was always your fault like they could yeah, yeah. they could just give you the most horrible script and 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 the stupidest thumbnails to do and you would be like what the hell is this like and you try your best but you know in the end if it's if it was a stupid idea like it's a stupid idea a it doesn't stupid matter idea. how nice <laughs> you you know how nice you draw it but uh, but they would always go like, yeah, you just didn't know how to interpret it. You know, it was your fault because you just you, <laughs> like you didn't get it. You didn't get it. So no, so we were always like receiving like just the the just the most horrible comments. Um, but I I I you know I, I'm super glad because um, like I was Pay you know the they rent. told me I had no job and then. A day, you know, the next day I had my portfolio because my my uh, my friend, she told me there was an opening, like somebody had just quit. And she was like, yeah, just bring your portfolio here. And I was like, sure, I'm, you know, I'll be there like tomorrow. And then I was like, what is it that you guys do? Because I was like, I, I don't even know what you guys do. <laughs> and um, no, it was, it, and it was really cool because, I mean, I, I graduated uh, um, as an illustrator. So it's not like this was going to be totally foreign to me. But uh, but I had never done like storyboards or um, animatics or anything like that. So it was like they gave me two weeks. They gave me some uh, markers and, and they were like, we're going to give you like mock jobs and we'll see how you do, you know, these two weeks. They're two weeks paid. So in my mind, I was like, I'm probably going to fuck up. See, but it's going <laughs> to be two weeks. I, like they're going to pay 
two weeks. That's and and I was like, that's and and they paid really well. So that that was the cool part. So I was like, I you know, with those two weeks, I can make you know next month's rent, and you know, and then next month I'll try to figure out what you know where else I can find a job. <laughs> And um, I did super well, like before I remember that before we finished like that trial period, they were like, oh, yeah, we can give you a job like they, they actually gave me a job to start working on, you know, that after that, it was like three years of, of just drawing incessantly. It, it was like probably like seven in the morning till, you know, six thirty, seven so at night. Obviously, they're day. telling you what to draw, right? They're yeah, telling yeah, yeah. You what to it draw. was always like, yeah, they were all. I mean, this is another thing where you try to like, you know, justify your job. It, every single idea was stupid. Like all those <laughs> ideas were just ridiculous and stupid. But in my mind, I always told myself, you know, this is drawing. You're drawing. You're drawing right. for a living. You're getting paid for and paid well. Yeah. Right? And, and I was getting paid well. I remember that I was never, I mean, they had like super good professionals there. Like they had three dudes that were crazy talented. And and at that moment, this was like bubble. So, you know, they were making a ton of money. Mm -hmm. These three dudes, I remember I was talking to one guy that was in-house because the other was in Florida and the other guy was like in, um, uh, he was an Australian guy that lived in Florida and the other was an English guy, he was in London. And they were making like 250 grand a year, like doing you know, just simple, you know, animatics. And I was like, like that, that's that's incredible. <laughs> like in my mind, I was like, oh my god, that's like the potential of this job is is this is. But they were super good. I mean, I, I could see like a precipice between what I was able to do, what I was capable of doing, and what they were doing. So you know, I knew I've, that it, I've some of the students or some of the artists that I've met that I either really really like or just students that I've met who get a lot done. Some of them came from that sort of illustration background. And I think it teaches, it taught deadline. It taught right. like you, it's a, these old timey illustrator guys and girls. Oh. Like they were just, they were beasts. Machines. Yeah, they were machines. Just, they would just, you know, I went to SVA too. We used to go up to the um, Society of Illustrators. Yeah, that's And amazing. I would go upstairs when I got a little older and, and go up to the bar. And, you know, those old time guys and everything would be up there and they'd be drawing on napkins and they were great drawings and they would crank them out in like two minutes. Yeah, because they're, they're part of that, you know, 60s and 70s, you know, uh, illustration, just movement that drawing was was the base of everything. They were like insane, you know, draftsmen at that moment. Um, and and I, I've always thought of myself as a like a, like a good employee. Like I always think I, I, you know, in many ways, <laughs> I think I, I was <laughs> right. Right. But I was born to be like a good employee. Like I'm, I'm the sort of dude that you give the job and, and you tell me, dude, we need this by tonight. If, uh, if one of those three big people, you know, that they were getting a ton of jobs, they had corrections on their jobs like they always needed one of us to do those corrections. So you would have to draw in their style and solve everything in their mm -hmm. style. And um, I was just that person for them. They, they were they were always like, oh, Nick, you got to try to do this in Andrew's style or try to do this in John's style or try to do this in Adrian's style or try to, because we got corrections and they need them in like half an hour. I, I always loved that stuff. Like those are like tiny little like challenges that I think, 
I've put in front of myself throughout life that I love, I love doing that stuff. I like, I love pushing myself in, in that sense, just trying to see the limits of, of what I'm capable of doing or, or what I can do. Totally understand who I am. Like I could work my ass off for the rest of my life and there's still going to be things that I'm never going to, I'm never going to be able to do as well as, you know, some other people. And I'm do totally you remember, Do you remember at that time, if you had that idea in your head that you wanted to eventually create your own stuff and two part question. And do you remember also that you were kind of imitating these other people's style? Did you ever get nervous that these influences or this, this working in somebody else's style was going to start creeping into your own stuff and start confusing what is actually your thing? I think it happened, but more with, um, with painting because Mm. You know, the, the toughest thing for me in those years was, was you know, I, I had this relationship. We, I had a girlfriend and I was every single time I, I had to, to, to like find a moment where I could squeeze painting in because I was saying, OK, this is my job and I'm drawing all day, but I love to paint. Like I, I understand myself as a painter. I need to find a space to paint. And um, so I, I would always let, you know, find some moment in Saturday, in a Saturday or in a Sunday where I would just paint, paint, paint. But when I would show people what I was doing with my paintings, they would go like, oh, you studied with Steve Assell, right? And I was like, me, like, <laughs> you know, and I love Steve. I love Steve and Max. He's a, a great like, everybody who studies with Steve, he's got such a like powerful influence. It's just yeah, so yeah, yeah. like tempting to want to be able yeah. to do what he does. I had never painted before school, before, you know, going to SVA because I actually went there and I got a scholarship to do uh, cartooning, to do comic books. But when I got there, I realized that I sucked at comic books. I was like, <laughs> I, I have no clue what they, why, why they gave me this because there's, you know, so many better people at doing this. Um, but I actually, you know, second year, so I changed my major and I, 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 I go into a painting class. Because first foundation, you're painting, Tony, you it's probably know random, this, but yeah. it was, it was getting like horrible. That's not, it was a waste of time. Um, but, you know, I didn't know who Steve was. I had some friends in school, but none of them cared about painting. You know, yeah. this, this was 18 year old me, 19 year old me, whatever. And I'm looking at that big ass book that they had for classes so I was like, I, don't, <laughs> I remember that book. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know who to pick. And and I just picked like randomly. I like I had to fit, I had to fit like some studio hours or some studio credits. And I was like, well, there's a painting class and there's this dude, Steve. And but there was like four other people teaching at that time, uh, painting. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And first day, I I fucking, you know, this is etched uh, in my brain, but First day I walk in and Steve's already painting. So, so yeah. I, cause I was like, what am I late to class? What, what the hell is going on? No, this, <laughs> no they the started is, three hours earlier. <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve would start like an hour early, yeah. but he was already painting. <laughs> there, so there was, yeah. There was already people like uh, behind him. And I was like, what is going on? And, you know, I walk around him and stand back and, and I'm looking at him painting and I was like, Oh, forget it. This is it. Like, this is yeah. what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like he had, I, I, I will always credit him because he had that impact. It was, and it was that big of an impact that yeah. I said, okay, this is my life. And it's not to say that I had never seen painting. No, I loved illustration and I obviously had seen a ton of painting, but there was something so, and I guess, you know, but, Steve, but not like that. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. like, I, know like to say, like, I have the same shit. exact experience. Yeah, and I walked in, I never saw somebody painting from life like that. And yeah. I went in there and even though part of me was like that, yeah, this is it. But at the same time, I was like, I, I didn't, I can't do that. <laughs> like I was like, oh I yeah. Can't, well, how do I do that? It felt completely unattainable at the time. I mean, it just felt like this was something that wasn't going to happen for years for me. But, but I knew that, yes, I want this guy to be my teacher. I was like, yeah, I'm going to trust everything he says. And, um, and I always tell this story, but it pissed me off. But because you would have to go in with just this insane amount of like uh, um, paints and brushes. And for me, it was a ton of money. You know, I remember spending just a shitload of money just Pearl buying paint. all these materials. Down at Pearl Paint, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, um, and then just sitting down in our class was like, 30 people. It was, yeah, it, it was you know, there's so many people painting. Two models. And I was like, I remember I, I was looking at the dude that was right next to me because I was like, I don't know how to start. I don't, I don't like <laughs> I squeezed all my probably all my colors. I'm I'm sure that I I probably put them in some weird arbitrary order <laughs> in the palette. And then I sat down and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I I, I don't. <laughs> I saw I would see Steve making the rounds, but he came by me and he and he saw me probably just massacring this painting. And he was like, Yeah, we're we're not gonna paint. You know, this semester you're not gonna paint. And I hated him for it because I was like, Oh, you could say this before you tell people that you have to buy so much paint. <laughs> but um but no, he had me draw. I remember he had me draw on like newsprint and kneaded eraser and just lifting your lights. And um, yeah, he, he very slowly started to to just teach me how to, you know, kind of piece things together. And I think the most important part was just me trusting, you know, me trusting him. That was, I think that that's such a huge part of, of you know, that that moment where you decide to, want to learn something that you take somebody that you admire and you say, okay, you know, I'm not going to fight you. Like, I'm going to trust you. If you tell me to stop, then I'll stop. And eventually I was painting. And I remember I had this one Masonite panel and I did this one painting and, and he would come by at the end and he was like, you can wipe it if you want, you know, just wipe it <laughs> off. And I was like, this is like, you know, six, seven hours worth of painting. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'll let you know when you when you can keep something. And I was like, what the hell? But he was like, don't worry, like you're not going to be spending money on on Masonite panels. And I was like, you can just use the one. So I remembered I gessoed both sides, and uh, almost by the end of that semester, um, he was like, I, I remember, I even remember the painting. Um, you know, I was painting this this model and as I was doing it, I was like, okay, this is actually coming along. Like this is, I can see the difference. And uh, he came by and he was just super nice. And he was like, you can keep that one. And I was like, yes, <laughs> like it felt, it felt That's amazing. So badass. Yeah, it felt awesome. But I, I think that, you know, not many people are willing to do that. Like some people would see that as super aggressive or as demeaning yeah. nowadays, or it's so weird, but I felt like, you know, this was cool. Like this, I put my trust in you and, and he actually helped me recognize when I was doing something that was worthwhile, you know, you I actually have the experience to know if you're right. Right. Yeah. Like How would you expect to know those things when you've never done like a single, at least like effective painting. 
Um, so I, I was super happy because I was able to see the good things about that painting. And obviously he was able to, to do the same. And it, was, it just meant something when he said, keep it. And I, and I think that that's one of the coolest feelings that I've ever felt. I remember when I was younger, it just, it really, really pushed me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I think I know what I did, you know, what happened today. And I'm going to try to do this, you know, consistently. I was like, I'm, I think I recognize the good things that I did today. Let me see if I can, um, if I can do this day in, day out, day in, day out. So it, it was really, really nice. And I was like super blessed that I was part of a generation there at SVA that they were like crazy talented people, like crazy, crazy talented people. Yeah, you so were a couple of years time, be below me, and I remember I was uh, I graduated ninety nine. Yeah, so I went at there at that time. I, no, no, no. Did, yeah, no. Yes, I went ninety five, ninety five to ninety nine. Did you yeah. think that you were gonna do illustration at that point, or were you thinking like I that was, I'm gonna be a fine artist like Steve was? I, Doing I mostly illustration then. Yeah, I was torn and I actually won like the Society of Illustrators thing for this the, the student, you know, competition. And I, I was super torn, super torn. At, at the end, I remember my fourth year, I um I worked with Max Ginsburg and I actually did a an illustration portfolio. And Max was teaching me about, you know, the models he would hire and the photo shoots and how he would, you know, actually end up um just constructing the uh, the paintings that, that he would do. But I was like, I don't know if I want to do romance covers. That's like crazy. <laughs> the thing is that like the market for those things at that time was so insane. Like they would pay you about $5,000 for, for a cover. And in my mind, I was like, oh my God, there's like crazy money. And there's like, it, it's so, it seemed so stupid. Like such a dumb cover could, you know, could, um, you could ask for so much money, but um but no, I, I was super confused. Like I, I could see my body just wanting to go, you know, to so many different directions because I, you know, I still loved comic books and like fantastical illustration, but I also realized that I had to be, you know, I had to in some way be working in something that was commercially viable if I wanted to be an illustrator. So I was like, yeah, don't, you know, don't think too highly of yourself. Like if you get jobs to do like, you know, these paperback covers, just do them. It doesn't matter. But then, you know, this other side of me that was just painting from life and just seeing like this beautiful core, you know, of, of like fundamental painting. I was like, I just want to paint. I just want to paint anything. I just want to go to the street and paint. I just want to paint, you know, my friend. I just want to paint in the park. Paint. I don't care. I just... I want to paint because that's where I was getting like the most of, of what nowadays I recognize that is, you know, it's, it's what I, you know, what I think is the most beautiful relationship I have, which is just this, this kind of kinship with painting, you know, that I think eventually my, my life, I was able to, to construct my life around just understanding that it is through painting that I make sense of things like that. That's what I was kind of meant to do but not in the sense of just making paintings but but more in the sense that you know that's where I question myself that's where I ref you know reflect upon things that's that's where I do all the shit that's like important as a you know as a human being at least you know yeah. it, it, the things that matter to me that those moments where I'm painting is, is you know when I think about those things so I'm glad that I you know it it was tough it was very very tough but eventually 
I, I kind of taught myself that that was my journey. And, and the journey is not the same for everyone. I mean, there's people that say, yo, I loved doing illustrations and they, they still do, they, you know, they're still doing um, covers for, you know, sci-fi paperbacks or some, you know, something like that. So but is I, that I still think, happening? I thought that was like gone. No, 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 yeah. they are. They are. Yeah. And, and some it's, people all, it's still, all like Wacom tablets and like, it, well, you know, some people are doing digitally, but there's still, there's still some people painting, which is yeah. crazy. Well, back to what you were saying, do you feel like, is there something or like, is this something you've always been into it, in this idea of just kind of going inside being inside and figuring out what this thing is and painting just happens to be the thing that ex you're able to express who you are as a person. I, I guess, but it's, you know, I wish I could tell you that it's easy when you're younger, but it's not, you know, it, it's not, yeah. it would require, I, I would think it would require just a super, you know, special person with just, you know, this crazy mental fortitude that I don't know that I had back then, but I had the, at, I think that at least I, what I did have was this, you know, wanting to doubt, you know, what I was doing, because I would remember, I remember, you know, thinking at that time, and I was like, you know what, I'm 20 something, I, you know, I have a girlfriend, I'm living, you know, in this nice apartment in Weehawken, and I have a stable job. And I was making, I don't know, it was like 55, 60 grand a year, which for somebody, you know, straight out of college, that's like, that's like amazing money, you know, late nineties, early two yeah. thousand, <laughs> <awesome>. early two thousands. <laughs> that's like fucking great. And I was like, this is probably my life. Like if I want this to be my life, like this is it, it's just going to be more of this. And I just have to be, get better at it. And, um, but there's always been this part of me that it's like, are you sure? Like, are you completely sure that this is what you want? And it's crazy how life just always throws you into all these different directions. Like you always have choices, always, always. You, you could be, you know, at the worst moment in your life. And and I think we've all been in like, you know, dark moments where things are not super easy, but there's always a choice. There's always, always like a choice we can make. And for me, the weirdest one was saying like, you know what, I'm going to leave New York. Like I had a good job. I was, you know, at that moment, I was like in what appeared to be a stable relationship, but, <laughs> but it was also like sacrificing that. And it was just saying, I'm going to come back home, which, you know, I know it doesn't mean much because this is home and this is where I love, you know, this Columbia. Is, yeah. Right. And this is yeah. where I live now. And this is, you know, and now I understand this as an, as absolutely and obviously my home and my kids are here, you know, my whole family's here. So, so this is obviously my, my, my home. But at that time, it felt so weird to say, Hey, I got, I I'm from Columbia, but I got this, I got a scholarship. I've lived in New York. I'm working there. I did really well, you know, in SVA and now I'm going, you know, now I have to go back. And it's not like I had to go back because I was born in the US, but so it, it was the choice. It was like wanting to go back. But were you thinking and, a life in fine art now? Or are you right. like, okay, I was doing for, out the, yeah, out, out the door. I, I, no, I, life I was art. doing or, it for painting, for painting. For painting. Like, see, so even yeah, yeah, fine yeah. art, the idea of like showing in galleries wasn't even. No, I, I didn't even game. understand what that meant. Yeah. I honestly, I just, 
you know, I, I didn't have enough experience with that to say, oh, yeah, that's what I want. Like, all I would know about that was just going to the, you know, Marlboro or to Forum or, you know, whatever galleries we we were going at we the time, the, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mary Boone, yeah, Mary yeah. Boone or, or uh, I don't know, Gagosian, if Gagosian was, um, yeah, I'm sure Gagosian was. Um, it was, around, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I had no clue how to go about doing things, but all I knew was that if I wanted to paint, I couldn't paint in New York. Like it would become like a Sunday thing, like every other Sunday. Um, you know, when I was working uh, as an illustrator, years went by and I had done like three and a half paintings. And I was like, you know, this is not, I like, I don't like this. You know, I want, I want my life to be like full of paintings. I, I don't like to have three paintings. Like I was being super hard on myself. Like nowadays, you know, I would never judge anyone if, if you know, if in three years you do two paintings, that's totally fine. But, uh, but at that moment, I was being super hard on myself and just, I, I think I was equating, you know, the production of, of, of painting with how much I loved painting or how much I was putting into painting. And when I saw myself, I was like, I can't do this. I have to go back home because it's the only place I can actually, you know, do this. Because if Meaning I go back like home, the, you you would have the space and the right. like to right. be able and, to and I just... literally went and, and I literally went back to my you know parents' house and and I, and you know I had a big room there that I used as a studio, but and I didn't have, you know I had some money saved from the um from from my job and and when you you know <laughs> when you put it into uh, when you turn dollars into pesos Colombian pesos. <laughs> It was super good. I mean, really good money. <laughs> you were like, oh. So, so I was, I had I got about three new cars. Yeah, no, no, no. But, but I had about, I'm, but I'm not kidding. Like with my savings, I had about a year and a half, you know, of living that I didn't have to, you know, I, I could just live and comfortably. Paint, yeah. So, so I was like, I convinced myself that, okay, I'm going to go back to my, you know, parents' place and I'm going to find the gallery and I'm going to work my ass off and just, try to, you know, make a show happen. And I have like two years to do that. Like I set myself like the, these stupid goals. I mean, at that moment I was like, yeah, th I can do this. I could so do. Is this, this post like Boca gallery and the Chicago? No, this is gallery. pre, no, this, no, oh, okay, this is pre. Okay, okay. Yeah. This is, this is where I, this is where I just, you know, wanted to, to become like, you know, a painter. You wanted and, it to be your day job. Yeah. 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 And I have never, worked so hard in my life I think you know I I think that when I got there and when I started painting it became this thing that I was doing just obsessively what were, and you, I, painting? What were you painting <laughs> just about I, I think anything I was I think I was trying to figure it out because I mean if I could if I would show you the paintings they they're very much so they feel like illustration but because they they have like pseudo narrative you know, there, there's like a pseudo narrative. So the like multi-figure compositions, which weird, it, nothing made sense. Honestly, it, nothing <laughs> made sense. But it was just me, I guess, trying to to figure things out at least visually. I don't know if at I that understood time, what if I was they doing. made sense, I'd be surprised. I'd be oh, none of yeah. us for all of us. None of that yeah. time made sense. We didn't know what yeah. we were doing. But but I was working like crazy. I was painting probably, you know, 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day. I, I, it was just like this huge energy. And when people ask me about that moment, I always tell them, you know, I know it's weird to understand, but for me going back home was just 
you know, I felt it and it's, this is very unfair to my life and to, you know, my country that I love here and my family, but I thought it was a step backward. Like I thought it, you know, I was just, I had been defeated by life. You know, it's like, well, moving yeah, you by like, like New York your parents when you're in your twenties, right. like that's not like, I mean, that it, 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 it doesn't feel great necessarily, but it's a decision that you make to prioritize something else in your life. Right. But I, I think that New York is like such a stupid beast that it almost <laughs> teaches you that, you know, you failed, like you, you're either here and you you have your job and you can live here or you failed. You know, it's, it's, right. it's like very binary. It's like, it's like terrible. So I, when I got back, I was like almost pissed at myself. And I was like, okay, if, if you went back and you're doing this for painting, you better like do this. Like yeah, you, right. you better like put in the hours that you need to put in. That's like a big and, decision. To go yeah, it was, yeah. it was, but I think that it was so big for me that I just didn't even think about it. I convinced myself like, okay, this is it. Like, this is what I'm doing, period. Like, don't even question it. This is it. What were you looking at? Or what was like, hey, this is what I'm going to paint. Am I still being overly influenced by like Steve and, and all these other teachers? I just, yeah, that, that, that was another thing. Like, it, you know, parallel to this, I told myself, I have to relearn how to paint. Like, because honestly, I realized, and we don't usually realize this, but when you have such powerful teachers like Max and Steve, I mean, they're not the same at all, actually. I mean, Max was Steve's teacher also, but, you know, they're two completely different, you know, universes. Mm -hmm. but, um, but what you're doing is just replicating what they tell you, you know, all the things that they would tell you to do. Uh, and you start solving things, not because you know what's why, you know, the manner in which you're solving things works, but it's because you see your teacher painting that way and you, and you, then you see the result and you're like, okay, you know, it look works. at the painting, yeah. like yeah. the painting, exactly. The painting is showing you that it works. So I, I realized that about myself that I was just kind of understanding painting through their experiences. But if I had to explain it to somebody, I was like, I don't know how to explain it. Like I would just use their words and, and I would just, there would always be a point where I would hit a wall and I would say, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I do this just because they told me to do this. So I told myself, I, I have to relearn. I have to just, and, and it was nice because, you know, Steve's palette is like 20 colors. And, and, and you know, I literally started with like, okay, I'm going to learn about color, but I'm going to do it, you know, first through Grisai and then through a Zorn palette and, you know, just from very small and keep, you know, adding colors only if you, my philosophy was like, I'm only going to put something down if I truly understand, you know, the colors that I'm going to, you know, that are going to start to be part of, of what is like fundamentally my palette. That's a very mature way to even strip down, you know, color or technique or something. Was there something, were you reading something that, or was that just a natural way your brain was working to I like help was, you like problem solve? I honestly, I thought it was just like a purge. Like I had to mm. vomit like all this, you know, knowledge that I thought I had about painting because I, I, I always I realized that if I was going to construct upon something that I didn't understand, it would just lead me, you know, I don't know where, but, um, but I was like, I have to start doing this myself. And I remember like reading, um, 
a Robert Massey book, the one that has like all these uh, painting techniques and, and mediums and all that stuff. And, um, and just trying to figure things out for myself, just through reading and Googling shit. And, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, back in early two thousands, there's, it wasn't like there was a ton of, I mean, there was wet canvas and, and, you know, forums that you could just kind of jump in and ask like, Hey, you know, what's a balsam? Like, what the fuck is, like, why, why would hey, you we don't use that language here? And yeah, why do we yeah, have yeah. to go all Easy the way to Canada it. for it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but it was that yeah, sort of stuff. Like, you would just kind of, um, you know, I, I would just go into forums and just, I wouldn't have the courage to, like, you know, butt in conversation. And, and, and I would just try to, you know, pick good information from the bad and then you know, see if that information would match with the things that I would see in books. But I, it was just trial and error. And just, I, I think that it was beautiful because it was, I realized that painting can only be learned by painting, you know, and, and I loved about, you know, I loved that about painting. So, you know, I, I wasn't like a hermit that was just, you know, I, I was just, I, I was painting my ass off, but then I had my friends there also. And okay. I think that, understanding that I, you know, I saw my friends from school again and I started going out with my friends. I was like, oh, fuck, like I could do like this is this could be my life like this. There's actually balance in here. There's actually something that, you know, where I have my family, where I have my friends and where I'm, you know, working, doing, you know, the things, the, the thing that I love to do. So it was it was very very nice, actually. Were there um, other painters in Bogota that you knew? That yeah, they were, with? but they were and weird relationships like very strange uh colombia has a, a history a, a darker side I, I hate talking about this but it's it's like the truth but colombia has like a darker side of you know history in terms of art also because art well, is not well, because art is not a regulated market so there's only two markets that are not regulated which are drugs and art you know, you mm. could you could walk outside and just say my painting's worth a million dollars and nobody can say it's not like if you can create a market for that, that somebody's willing to pay a million dollars for your painting, then but your painting is worth That's not exclusive to Colombia. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, no, but the two <laughs> things, but when the two things meet, then <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, that's a, a, a melting, you know, pot of, of a disaster. So. Uh, a ton of people started uh, laundering money through art. Through art, yeah, yeah. It's like the so you knew thing. people who were painting, yeah. and then their paintings yeah. were so, selling for like yeah. astronomical fees. Yeah, that, or yeah. Some it's terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. And so it actually, it was one of those that, and I think that that's why I was so always so reserved, and I always felt so even guilty about, um, you know, that first moment where I. I you know, anyone else would consider it like a huge break and you're making like really good money. You know, even there, even if they're tacky paintings that you're selling, it was still a nice gallery in, in Boca, but I always felt yeah, you don't like know dirty. what's going on in Boca. Man. Right. I always, I, <laughs> I, but I, I always felt dirty. I always felt like, nah, there's something wrong here. Like there's something, you know, this isn't right. Like I'm not supposed to get paid like this much. And I think that that, if I if I kind of equate that with with the experiences that I that I had here, it was very sad. It was it was super sad to to realize that you know art is not this pure thing that can be you know shielded from everything. 
no, it's very much so a part of, of like society and even like the most corrupt areas of, of society. So Did that discourage you at all from like, maybe this isn't for me. Like, no, no, know. no, no, but it, but it, uh, but in a sense, it, it, it kind of pointed me to what you were, um, to what you were saying, which was that my, I started understanding my friends as my childhood friends, you know, my friends from school. And even today, like my best friends are the friends that I spent, you know, school, like here in South America, usually you, you go to one school, like 12 years, Yeah, you know, when you're a kid. So there's no like, um, like high school or middle school or, you know, nothing, you don't change schools. Um, and those were my, you know, those are my friends that I grew up with. And those, you know, now we're in our forties, like those are my friends now. Yeah, you know, those yeah. are still my friends. And I, what I realized I was like, was like, I much rather have my friends than artist friends. Like, you know, the I was like, no, nah, the the art scene is not something that I just want to be a part of. Now, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm generalizing or I'm saying like every single painter or every single, you know, um, no, there's actually a, a super resilient art market here, you know, full of like, you know, genuine art collectors that are super generous and and super altruistic. Uh, you know, it's it's really nice. It's a nice it's a nice environment if you want to be an artist. Um, but unfortunately, my first experience with with the painters that I met were, you know, it, it was just a reality that was like, oh, it, it, it was like too real too quickly. Like you're, you know, you're just thrown into this business that people tell you like, yeah, you know, what you want is to actually, you know, meet these people that are going to overpay for, for what you're doing. And you just, you know, you just keep quiet. They're going to pay you a ton of money for your painting. And that's awesome. And I was like, no, if that, this is, this doesn't <laughs> sound right. Like it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't. So, so yeah, so I became more guarded and I probably started, you know, saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to be my own little island here. And um, I mean, I, even at the beginning, I felt like that because it's not like when I came back, there was like this big art move, this big painting movement, you know, <laughs> of, of figurative naturalist <laughs> painters. No, that I mean, that stuff is that stuff doesn't exist that much in, in the world. And obviously it, it wasn't um, it wasn't really prevalent here in 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 Colombia. So when, when you were back in Colombia and you kind of had that feeling that you needed to relearn how to paint to sort of find your voice, um, was that hard to do? Was it something that you were, that you found to be, you know, easy and, 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 and like fun, or was it something you're like, man, this is tough. Like how do I, I relearn? Yeah. I, th I think it's fun. I think it's exciting, but it's not easy at all. It's not easy at all. I mean, it's like, because I'm assuming that you had to be uncomfortable for a while. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure. But I, I always told myself, just paint through it, even if it's a bad moment. Just paint through it, even if the painting that you, you know, you end up doing evidences that bad moment. Just you know, paint through it. Like, have that be a testament of that moment where you're searching. Like, there's, it's totally fine because we can we can find so many reasons not to paint to say like, Oh no, this is a bad idea or no, this is not like, you know, solid enough or, you know, Oh no, I'm trying to echo something that has already been said before. Um, but I've always told myself, just paint through it, paint through it. Like, even if you, you know, this amazing painter enters your brain, like for example, I've been watching a ton of 
uh, Zoe Frank's paintings lately. Yeah, and I'm awesome. like, her, like, she's amazing. Like, she's, <laughs> she's this. Incredible. You, Zoe, you're too yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, Zoe and, and Colleen, they're. Colleen. Flushing, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Colleen Barry. It's like, yeah. yeah. They, they're, they're incredible. And I remember having, you know, that feeling when you're younger that you're probably far more uh, vulnerable where just this amazing artist enters your brain and you just want to replicate those. You just want to have that experience that this other incredible artist, you know, had with, you know, whatever painting they painted. And I remember a lot of that going on, like, like saying, Oh, I saw, I remember uh, one time just uh, seeing this dude that used to show at at Marlboro. Uh, He's uh, Felix de la Concha. It's a super good painter. Um, and he did a, a really nice painting, like a gridded, you know, it was a three by three. So it's uh, nine paintings, you know, nine days that he woke up and he just looked at his uh, pillows and, and he painted his pillows from life. And, and, and just the shape of the pillow would, you know, speak about his presence um, at night. It was a very nice, super simple. And I did a painting that's exactly like that. You know, I was married. <laughs> I, was, I, I remember being married at the time and I saw the two pillows and I was like, Oh, that's, that's me. That's my pillow. And it, I recognize because it has these characteristics and, and that's her pillow. That's my, you know, former wife, that's my ex-wife's pillow. And I'm going to paint that. And it's so shitty because you start convincing yourself that in some way, yeah, you saw those things, but this is your own. Like this is, you know, <laughs> this is, this so is my pillow. Yeah. One pillow. This is two yeah. pillows. Yeah, right. This is like, yeah, I'm, I'm clearly, good. right, right. I'm yeah. clearly doing something he was different. stupid. <laughs> two pillows. No, but, um, you know, so I, I can recognize a lot of paintings that, that, that were like that. And I can, I even have some paintings where I had to fight my way because, you know, in the middle of, you know, painting this painting, I realized that I was doing something that didn't really feel my own. And I was like, I got to do something to this. I got to make it my own uh, because this is clearly, you know, this is clearly being um, kind of, it's a throwback to some, somebody else's work. So that was tough. I think that that's, that can get pretty dangerous too, because I know that for myself, when I've done, when I do that and I still kind of, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't realize you're doing it, but when I've done that, it's like, I'm forcing myself to try to be my own and different. And sometimes it's like, I'm overthinking this thing, Mm. you know, just like, just let it be. Well, you can't help be yourself in some ways. It's Mm -hmm. it's hard to not be influenced by other people that I think that's hard. It's, it's hard to not be yourself too. I mean, like, your your paintings are so distinctly yours like you have a look in everything that i've seen of yours that like it's just it's it's unmistakable like i i wouldn't confuse your paintings with anybody else's like any of the things i've seen i i can't imagine even if you were trying to emulate steve I, I can only, you know, a little bit the way that like you look at uh, Sargent's copies of Velasquez and they're still Sargent paintings, like 100% Sargent. Yeah. 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 I, I wish I could say that I had that that was always present. Um, but I don't think I don't think it was. I think it I think there was a lot of struggling to try and and recognize how to you know, how, how I could show up in a painting. A lot of people, you know, say 
like it's your style, but I, I actually never have never, ever liked that word because I always associated it with something that's incredibly superficial, like, yeah, like, like cultivated. Like right. That, yeah. Right. And, and when I was doing, you know, the, my, my illustration work, like I was literally asked to do <laughs> right. stuff in somebody else's <laughs> style. And it was, you know, it was judged as efficient if, you know, the client could could not even tell the difference between the patches that I would do and the original work from the uh, original artist. So I always thought that that was dumb. Like those the recognizing how to do something like somebody else is it's it's actually quite easy because they have done all the heavy lifting. Like they they figured things out. But that that actually pissed me off when I was younger. I was like. If they figured it out, why the hell can't I figure it out? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, how old were they at the time? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, <laughs> the but, meeting, but, they probably did a journey that wasn't your journey, but not so unsimilar that they didn't have these same questions when they were 20 something. Oh, right. And now I they're mean, 50 something and, and they've developed a style the same way Ted was saying. And I agree with him when I see your painting, I know, like, if it comes up on, let's say, Instagram, unfortunately, you know, I, we can't, I can't see your paintings in person now. So that's, that's what we have is Instagram. When it comes up on the feed, I don't even have to look at the name. I'm like, oh, look, there's a new, you know, Nicholas Uribe. It, by the way, I'm saying your name right, Uribe, You right? You murdered it, but that's totally fine. Oh, what is it? What is <laughs> no, it? No, no. <laughs> oh, no, dude, that's fine. He was just pronouncing it in Albanian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I see it come up and I know exactly what it is. And I look forward to see what you, you're writing about it, you know, which is actually really awesome because I like looking at the paintings for my own selfish, you know, visual reasons. And then I'm like, oh, cool. And then I get to read a little bit of something that he's going to write about it that get, that enhances it, I think, for me. So thank you. You know, I, I like that a lot. But again, what I was saying is like, I don't think you would be have your style right now. Maybe you would, but it, the journey, like you went mm -hmm. through a journey and you're going to continue oh, yeah. to go through that journey. Now, at this point, I'm assuming that, you know, 20 years from now, I'm not going to say it's going to look exactly like what you're doing now, but I think there'll be the fingerprint will still be there in one way or another. You're kind of a lifer at this point. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And I, I, and I, I, in many ways, I, I'm super proud with what we're doing with um, my girlfriend, but, um, but I also Is your girlfriend feel an artist as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we're very different artists. We're not, you know, she's not, it's not Colleen and will for, you know, yeah. we're not that type of like, <laughs> Or um, or uh, Jordan and, and, and uh, yeah. yeah 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 we're not like power couple. Um, <laughs> no, what's awesome is that we 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 come from very different you know sides. We have we come very different shores, but we have you know really close sensibilities. So she Colombian we work, as well. Yeah, we work super super well together. But this project that we're in, we kind of you know I professionally painted myself into a corner, and. Um, it's what like a super, well, it's a super good, it's a super nice feeling because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm doing something that I've always wanted to do, but it just goes so much against, you know, the things that I had done previously and the way that I was brought up to understand, you know, my role as a painter or how I could be commercially viable that, I don't know, like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, um, 
you know, this fight for, for accessible painting. And it's not that I'm going against people charging whatever they want to charge for painting. Like I'm, I'm totally fine because I can't, I can't be like, uh, I can't judge people from anywhere. You know, I've lived off of painting for the last like 20 years almost. And, you know, I've, I've been part of like nice galleries here in South America that actually, took me to fairs around the world and sold me, you know, sold some of my paintings for really nice prices. Um, so I've, I've felt, you know, how that feels and, and how people kind of equate that with success in some way. And, um, and the thing is, I just don't, I, I just don't like it anymore. I just feel it's kind of weird. And, and I also, I've also you say seen you don't like, like it. Do you mean like the selling, the selling yeah, of paintings? Well, not the sale because we have to sell paintings to, course, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I still want to live off of painting. It's you know, like the whole like gallery system. It's like, the, well, it, it's just that I think it's kind of, I think it's broken. I think the whole kind of system is broken. Right. I it's think a that, big like re restructuring you know, it's, that's happening. Right. It's not, it's not even just, a gallery system, but it, you know how big galleries work. It trickles down to how small galleries usually, you know, right. work. But um, but it also has to do with education. You know, uh, we went to SVA. I, I would have never been able to go to SVA if I hadn't had a scholarship. Like it was beyond anything that I could have ever paid, and that's just the truth. And then when I look at people, um, while I was part of, uh, I also taught here at a fine arts faculty. I, I'm not teaching anymore at a big, big university here. But we went, you know, as, as a part of that university, as a part of the uh, fine art faculty, we were invited to um, the New York Academy of Art. And I was looking at the program when I was there and I was like, fuck this, like, this is insane. Like, this is so, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not judging. I mean, I've had former students of mine that went there. I ha I've had four students of mine that have gone there and that are horribly in debt, by the way. But, um, but, you know, professionally, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're doing well, maybe some a little bit better than others. But, but I just, I just think that it's, it's so disproportionate. It's so absurdly, like, you know, unreal, what um, just almost like um, disassociated from what real life actually, you know, is. That these prices are you mean stupid as, as and, like as a painter as a living and working yeah but artist. yeah as 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 the young painter that is going to come out of because they're teaching you that you can't i i mean i never did a master's because i honest i didn't have money and and i just couldn't see that being like a viable i don't know option. what a master's in art means <laughs> by the way it means yeah. you're gonna teach <laughs> right and and years of like real life painting real life that shit is hard job yeah stuff, that yeah. shit is hard that's that i never wish that upon anyone because that shit is hard <laughs> it puts you like in in tough tough positions yeah but um no but i've always felt that like it's it's this well-oiled machine it's a very dark machine that they charge you know a shit ton of money when you go to you know do your bachelor's and and they even charge more when you do your master's and for example, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm being unfair because there's a ton of great artists teaching at, at the Academy of Art, but, but they actually sell you this idea that, that you're going to, you know, have access to, you know, these, these really nice galleries. You're going to be able to go, you know, with your portfolio there and actually some curators and, and, and some directors, they go to the uh, New York Academy to look at, you know, young artists' work. Um, 
but they sell you this idea that if you are able to get into those galleries, you're probably going to be able to start selling paintings for, you know, a price that eventually will be able to make sense, you know, meaning that you're going to be able to pay your debt. Like that, like that's the only way that you're going to be able to pay your debt. It's like, cr- I, the idea of taking, taking on debt as an art student seems crazy. I think that like, I, I mean, I would never recommend anybody do that. No, no. It's the, it's the most ridiculous like bet you could ever make. It is it's hard enough to break bet. even. I mean, yeah. With, with no debt, but if you're, it if you're starting never, out. Yeah. Yeah. It is never going to make sense. Never, never. Yeah. Well, it and it only like makes sense. The- it seems like some of the people who are kind of doing what at least we're doing that the the atelier idea is a is an alternative that it's way cheaper to go study at an atelier and learn some certain amount of skills. The only problem is like, and I'll say this pretty openly about atelier stuff is, yeah, it's like there's but there's similarities in the sense that you might not be racking up these like university debts that you're that you're gonna have to pay back at some point. But at the same time, it's like, Oh, if you just go study with, you know, any one of us that you're guaranteed that you're going to be in like the same galleries we show in or anything like that, that's not guaranteed either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's, it gets, it gets tricky, you know, like, what are we, what are we doing? Cause I know you, you teach, uh, I know I do do workshops and And Ted and I both teach. And I think we care deeply about our teaching. Like I take it real serious when I teach, Mm -hmm. uh, I get, I, I, I tell them everything. Everything I know, at least I tell, you know, a student, everything I know at their, hopefully at their, uh, you know, I, I have to sort of base it on their level, but because I'm not afraid, I don't have this like, oh, I'm afraid that they're going to take my secrets and, and oh yeah, no, that. it's, it, it, that doesn't matter. You can know everything and there's still, it's still not guaranteed. No. So might as well tell you everything. Cause I'm honest, you know, about yeah. that. You know, you know what what has worked for me that's kind of in line with what you're saying? I I used to be very scared about uncertainty. Like the uncertainty that I have now is that, you know, we are in this project, which we actually considered it so that it would take like two years because we're painting and, and doing all these videos every single day. And we're trying to sell, you know, paintings every single day, which is insane. Like in my mind, I was like, well, if we sell like 50% of these, it's going to be fine. Like that was when we started like a year ago, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's going to be okay. Like if we do that, if we're able to hit like 50% uh, sales of what we do, then I think we're going to be fine. And we've sold everything, but what's weird about it is that now even my expectation of what, you know, of the cost of a painting has, you know, has lowered. So because we sell our paintings, because we sell I mean, our the paintings. the price point that, is crazy. Right. Well, it, it, but it had to be, it had to be that stupid for people to actually notice it. For people right. to actually say, okay, this is actually something different. Yeah. And it and I even wanted to make it like 200 bucks. And my girlfriend was like, You're you're stupid. Like now <laughs> you're being like, you know, you're being an idiot. But um, but yeah, but way, I have no still if that's still there, uh count me in because <laughs> I'll buy a couple <laughs> at least. <laughs> no, but I, I there's no way I can walk this back. Like that, that's where I'm at right now, which is like the hardest thing to try and make sense of like i can't just say 
Well, you know, a small painting of mine would be, I don't know, $3,000, $2,500, And now it's two, $250. I can't just say that in 2022, it's like, oh, it's $2,500. Yeah, because nobody, you know, that never works. That never, ever works. Well, but the, so, I mean, the paintings that you're selling for $250 are paintings you're doing in one session, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, but I've also realized that, yeah, you know, a lot of people go like, well, those are studies or sketches and, and I'm totally fine. They, I even got people who were, who thought that that was going to be demeaning and I don't see it as, the, you yeah. know, I'm totally fine. Like for me, <laughs> a painting is a painting is a painting. It's a painting, like, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, There's well, something beautiful about that. I, I, day, I love like, that you said that. Yeah, you know? so, but, but, but. You know, uh, to your point, like what's very hard nowadays, at least for me, and it's something that I don't pressure myself into into trying to figure out because I don't think it's going to be easy to figure it out. But it's just saying, okay, what's going to happen next? And I think that some years ago, I would have been horrified to to think that what am I going to do next? Like this was one of the stupidest things that I did. Like this actually harmed my market because I have sold probably hundreds of paintings at, at really nice prices. And now, you know, even I even had to write to some of the people that I knew collected my work. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm going to do this, but I'm not, I don't want you to take it as, as, as a sign of yeah. me saying my, you know, my painting is worthless. Now I, I told them, no, it's actually because of you, because of your generosity and your support, I'm able to do this. Like, because you have supported me so much throughout the years, I am able to do this right now. I want you to see it that way. And I hope it makes sense. And a lot of people were like, yeah, like that sounds amazing. That sounds super cool. Somebody was like, I get to look at your work every day when I walk down my, when I walk downstairs to get my coffee. Hmm. I, 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 and every day I, I enjoy looking at your painting. I'm like that. You just, you, that's it. That's exactly what it's yeah. about. And and I don't know, you know, it's like, I love the idea, yeah, the idea yeah, yeah. of painting for myself. And I think Ted and I have said this before in past podcasts. Yes, you know, on the surface in my punk rock skateboarder, you know, keeping it cool, I paint for myself. Secretly, I paint because I want like Ted to be like, that was a rad painting. Or I want you to be like, hey, I'll never cool say painting. that. I will never <laughs> say that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> got to keep painting. Yeah. 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 You got to get a little better before I say that. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I paint because like I love like well, my colleagues and people that I like. And I like the person who says yeah. I like to look at your painting when I go get my coffee in the morning. Like that yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we have, um, when we started, like even before we started a year ago, we, we, we sort of promised uh, Danny and I to each other that, that we're also going to, you know, we were also going to buy people's paintings. And we've bought like dozens and dozens and dozens of, you know, now that we sell for 250 so everything, everything that's like five hundred bucks, we're like, oh, that's expensive. That's expensive. <laughs> that's two yeah, that's like two. Mine. That's like that's like two. That's like three days. That's like three <laughs> paintings because you have to take into account that like when we, if we bring the money here to Colombia, they take so much money out. You know, banks are going to keep oh, really? so much of that money when they yeah. do the uh, conversion. Yeah, that we lose a ton of money, and we always and we split it fifty fifty. Like that, that was also um, something that we had super clear when we started. Is that when you we say are, when like, we equal... started, what what is like? What do you 
what are you doing as far as like it's you're saying it almost like it's a two-person operation oh yeah yeah danny does all the you know editing she does i could have never done this by myself never ever oh like, okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so she's I do, filming your sessions and yeah then... she's filming and then she edits uh the videos so she does that whole part i um I do the painting, obviously, and I do the uh, voiceovers, which will that like that's been the toughest <laughs> part for me. Um, editing audio is is absolutely horrible. You need Jay Brown. Oh, dude. No, it's it's new, newfound respect for editors because I mean, they're amazing, yeah, I but I, I can't do it. I, I mean, I, I've done it. I've done we. Like this week, we when we finish off this week, we have, we have done 250 videos now. Wow! And, uh, wow! Really? Yeah, and all of them have like edited um, voiceovers. Where can people find the videos? Yeah, our painted lives. That's on the, YouTube, uh, right? Yeah, on YouTube. And um, which, by the way, it's not like it's not a big channel or anything. We ne we never did this. Like, I, we are from a generation that this seems stupid. I, I like I my girlfriend is younger than me. And I remember when, you know, when we met, she was like, oh, what are you doing with your Instagram? Like you have followers on Facebook. What are you doing with Instagram? And I was like, I, I don't do shit. Like I, <laughs> I, I think I had like a, a carved pumping, like a carved pumpkin uh, vomiting, <laughs> vomiting all the uh, and a whiskey bottle. That was one of my photos uh, on like Instagram. You just had yeah. memes on your Instagram. I was like, yeah, that, that's that's the photo. That, that's one of the three yeah, Bernie photos Sanders that I have. with his mittens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's one of the three photos that I have. And she was like, you're such an idiot. Like, you know, you could do something with this. Like, you could actually do something with this. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Because my mindset was always like, you know, physical space. Like, you socialize painting in a physical space. You do it through a gallery, you do it through shows, through fairs, you know, and I always thought it was it was dumb. I, I was like, you know, who wants to judge a painting, you know, in this tiny little square? Um, it, it just doesn't make sense. And I trusted her. I was like, OK, I'm you know, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to start, you know, trying to understand that this is like talking to people and not just like you're talking to ether. And it's, it's been amazing. I mean, I, I've never paid like, you know, I swear this on my life. Like I've never paid a single dollar for uh, any, you know, I, I don't pay for advertising or anything. Any, I, I haven't had to do anything, anything. Like I totally understand what a nice color feels like. I totally understand what a nice brush does. But you also have to understand that here in Colombia, like people don't, we don't get nice colors. We don't get nice brushes. Like, we literally get like super cheap shit that we can find in any, you know, at best we get a Michaels. That, that's, oh. you know, yeah. Ow. So it's like a craft, <laughs> we get craft oh. store. Ow. Right. As long as it's not a Hobby Lobby, you're fine. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, at yeah. best. So, you know, why am I going to, like when I, you know, when I, I, I taught here for so long, what good is it going to, you know, do to tell my students, oh, you know what I paint with? Shit that you can't buy here. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that stuff is awesome. And you know, this brush that I'm using, yeah, you can't get it here. You can't either. get it. Yeah. It yeah. does everything. No. I don't even have to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you would see the difference like night and day, night and day. It's like Sorcerer's Apprentice. It just doesn't. <laughs> I'm right. going to talk so, to Courtney at, at uh, Trekkel and I'm going to make sure that they can, they're going to send you a bunch of stuff to give to your students. But, but uh, I, I, 
you know, so I always told students like you buy whatever you can afford, like, and let's work with whatever you can afford. And if it's, if I can't teach you to paint with whatever you can afford, then it's on me. Like I'm a bad teacher. And so I've always taught myself how to just paint with what I have and not complain about it because I also felt that feeling when I got back here when I was young and I was like, where does get the art, you know, where are the art stores here? Like, where's, where's my linen? Where's my pre-primed <laughs> linen? Like, what yeah, is yeah. this bullshit? Like, it's, and I started feeling resentment towards, you know, my home and, and kind of convincing myself that you can't get anything here, that it's so frustrating. And at some point I was like, dude, shut up. Like, this is your home. Like, it, you know, it, it's not perfect, but there's no perfect place on earth. Um, so you better like teach yourself how to paint, you know, here with the things that you do have here and stop yearning for the shit that you don't have because it doesn't make sense. Well, it's like, I, I remember kids I knew who grew up skiing on the East Coast and they skied in like the worst conditions. <laughs> and it was right. awful, but they were amazing. And then they went out West and they just crushed it because they're like, right, oh my right. God, this is like yeah. so luxurious. Was teaching something you wanted to do is it something oh, that you feel yeah. like is important to you to do or yeah. you just do it because yeah i always you know, felt that it's so it's almost unfair people that don't want to teach and they teach that's like the you know one of the worst things that you could do as a human being i feel mm. i mean i i don't i don't want to sound hyperbolic but i do feel that you know in, in the same way that a great teacher can change your life because they do a horrible teacher can just ruin you. You know, they, yeah. they can take what you love and teach you how to hate it or teach you how that's worthless. And there's, there's nothing more unfair in this world than that. So I always felt that, you know, it's, it's uh, particularly in art. I mean, because art is what we feel closest, but you really get that feeling that people are taking this leap of faith when they want to be young artists, that they deserve people that love this shit. Like they really, that, yeah. and I, 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 you know, I, I don't, I don't think we know each other personally. I think I met Ted at the, at the Met once, by the way, but anyways, really? it's, well, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit, but um, many <laughs> was years ago, anything, no. like, was oh, I you, you were, co you were copying, you were copying Juan de Pareja. Yeah. This was oh, 20 oh, years ago. Too. Wow. Yeah. This was 20 I'm, years ago. No and way. I was. And I was copying uh, the Rembrandt self-portrait at the same oh, time you that were, were copying. And there was another yeah. guy who was also copying a Rembrandt. He had the floppy Rembrandt hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I that was cool. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember we, the, met, we met that the, day. The first day I went in there, my hand, I was so nervous painting in front of other people that my hands were shaking so much. I was trying to squeeze the paint out of the tube to put it on the palette. Yeah. And I couldn't get the strength to squeeze the paint out of the tube. Dude, my hands you kicked ass. Shaking. I, I, I mean, I remember thinking like, oh, you're doing good. Like you're doing really good. <laughs> oh, man, I times. remember, <laughs> I know, I for sure knew that my Rembrandt was getting horrible. Cause I was like, who, who copies a Rembrandt? Like, how can you copy a Rembrandt? That's so dumb. I mean, how can you copy a blast in <laughs> any of it? Like you can't, you just, yeah, but, you, but you I felt, I was like so lost. Uh, but, but I ended up cop like copying uh, two other Rembrandts after that. Uh, and it, it was amazing. It was, I That loved. was such a great program. 
Yeah, yeah it was incredible. With Hazel Rodriguez. Yep, yeah. It was <laughs> it was incredible. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And you know, sometimes you would get like these um uh just little kids. They had to be like not even like six, seven years old, maybe. And they would just sit all of them like right behind you, just okay. Oh yeah. You're gonna see the guy painting. And I remember just loving the fact that they could they couldn't care they, they they could care less that there was a rembrandt like behind what i was doing they were like oh no this is much better like we're actually <laughs> seeing somebody yeah. doing a painting like all these paintings that are hanging here and i was like this is magic this is this is so so cool i always you know, felt like I, that was the closest i'll ever be to ha like being a rock star because at the end like when the painting was almost finished the room like the mm -hmm. gallery was pretty full with like flashes going off and <laughs> that's people awesome were and and i was like i was getting it like let it get to my head i was like painting yeah, yeah. like like a oh you're fencing kind of like <laughs> you're fencing <laughs> oh, oh fuck oh, oh the, god the, the things i would have been throwing at you <laughs> well now, now I, i'm totally familiar with the fraud complex <laughs> at the time i was sort of entertaining the idea that maybe i wouldn't feel like a fraud you're like life. swashbuckling painting <laughs> no but I, I loved it I, I remember i i remember when i was doing the rembrandts uh uh i asked uh steve to to show up you know you know whenever he could and uh and doing the self-portrait i was like I, you know, he showed up and he started like looking at it and I was like, Steve, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I can't understand the surface of, of the Rembrandt. I just, I just can't. It just looks like it's, you know, it's thick paint, but it doesn't look like full bodied paint. And cause at the time I didn't really understand how, you know, people in the Baroque painted, but, but I just couldn't do it. I was doing like very, you know, a, a Steve painting, like an interpretation of a Steve painting, you know, doing a Rembrandt it's like a Rembrandt drawing underneath it <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I was like how did he do this like what, what am I doing that's so so off and so different like how how did he do it and and I remember he he went really close to the uh self-portrait and he stepped back and then he looked at my paintings he was like I don't know either and he then <laughs> 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 that was his that I was like you came for that like you paid like subway money for that? Like that's all you're gonna tell me? That's crazy. That's but the most I thought that was awesome. Advice, though. Yeah, like, I thought that was awesome know. because no, I thought that was incredible because you know, in in my mind, like obviously he's my teacher, and I still refer to Max and Steve as my teachers. And I I I, I saw him at the time as this person that had to have all the answers. So, you know, like of course he knows how to paint. Like he he definitely knows what's going on in this Rembrandt. And for him to just say, I, I don't know, you know, you know, I'm stumped too. I, I was like, oh, this, you know, at that moment, <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. That's good for nothing. But, you know, nowadays I understand that, yeah, it's just that extraordinary, you know, painters are just that. They're extraordinary. You know, they're, they're yeah. once in a lifetime, you know, these miracles of, of painters that we have a chance to, um, to enjoy and celebrate. But that's about it, you know. We were not and we all like, like revere them. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. whoever you revere who's around Nat, like you revere Steve, but Steve reveres Rembrandt as much as you do. Like, Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's incredible. That's a, that, that it's, it's strangely, it, it's amazing how that, you know, binds us. I remember when, the first time, and this is totally stupid, but the first time I painted um, on uh, a lead primed, you know, I bought this really nice kind of linen 
uh, I actually stoned it. You know, I washed it and I stoned it to to try and get it like, you know, I was doing Wait, like what does super, that mean stoned it? They actually would stone it when they would wash it, like put a stone. I'm trying to. Like you a know, pumice stone? A, kind yeah, of no, 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 like a stone. They would hit it with a stone so you would get rid of like irregularities and, yeah. and um, so it just, just to make it like softer, a little bit softer. Um, and uh, so I washed it and I remember just um, uh, prepping that canvas for the first time. I was like, okay, this is real, you know, uh, <laughs> a real lead paint. And I was uh, I, I was super stupid because I, I actually sanded the, the whole thing outdoors. <laughs> I, was covered, you know, I was covered in white dust. I lost years of my life that day, I'm sure. But, um, but I remember, and I even put, and I, I so I did that and I, I you know, I eventually, I know I did it really well. I, I kept it for like, what was t 10 months, I think, you know, I, I, I kept them on the side and then I decided to paint on it. And I, I wanted to do a very, you know, kind of, I, I wouldn't say, I, I don't know if academic, but somewhat like neoclassical painting. So I had it in my, my drawing and I was doing my underpainting. And I remember I always went to the Met and I would always look at this uh, David painting that's there. And I, I was like, I've never felt paint do that. Like I always told myself I've painted, but I've never felt, you know, that how paint feels in that painting. Yeah. And I was, you know, it blew me away. Like I started doing things like super traditionally, you know, on top of this, on, I was working on this linen that was really nice and, and, and I prepped it and I kept it, you know, uh, 10 months untouched. And when I started painting, I was like, I, I know how that feels now. Like, I know exactly how that feels now. And I felt connected. And, you know, it's really sappy. This is a very dumb thing. But I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, this just this dumb thing just connected me with, like, 200 years of painting. Dude, it's time know? travel. I always thought that about, like, painting crazy. And, and looking at paintings. It's time traveling. It's it's That's this person cool is like is having a conversation with me and this person is possibly dead for 300 or 200 years or something like that it's crazy and it's and great. sometimes i don't know if you felt it but i'm sure we we all feel it but sometimes we we know how a brushstroke like feels like yeah because we've seen it in some condition that we've painted from life also or whatever and you know you look at a soroja for example we're not going to paint like soroja but but there are moments where you're like, oh, I've felt that. Like, I can totally see what he's, you know, why he solved this in this way, because I have seen that exactly. And I've tried to solve it in that same way, probably, you know, in, in, in a lesser painting, resulting in a lesser painting. <laughs> but but uh, but that shit blows my mind. It, it's just it's beautiful. I feel it's like this thing is so simple like the the fundamental aspects of painting are so simple i mean we can overcomplicate it and and um and there's obviously like a, a um you know when painting is tight it's 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 tied to art to art movements and philosophies um obviously the intent changes and and but but when you look at the fundamental aspects of painting they're the same it's the same shit like if you look at the uh, fayum the the mummy portraits yeah yeah. Fuck me. Like, so incredible. Those, I mean, I feel like they some of them feel like they're 19th or 20th century like just it's people crazy. you recognize. It's, it's insane. Like I, I I've told people like 
why do we think like Western civilization was, you know, we credit <laughs> like the Renaissance or, or classicism with, with a bunch of stuff that they had already worked out. Like, it's insane. Like this yeah. is so weird that, you know, thousands of years before people had figured it out. Like, oh yeah, we know how to model ahead. Like that's totally fine. Like we could do In this. wax. Yeah. Right. Right. With, <laughs> with encaustic, uh, we can do this. Uh, yeah. th that to me is, is so nuts. It's so crazy, but I don't know. It's just a, it's a, I think that today when I have to, you know, this, this exercise, you know, I call it exercise, I guess the project that we're doing, but, but I think that, you know, the exercise that we're doing, it's, it's actually asking of me to just pay attention to those things and to not really care about maybe the other stuff that we you know, I'm saying we, but not, but I'm, I'm actually speaking about myself, but that I would hold on to, you know, when I was doing paintings, which is, I, I always, you know, even if I wanted to avoid it, I, I always thought of how I, I understood myself in all of this, you know, machinery that was going on. Like, how can I insert myself into this discourse of contemporary figurative painting? Like, where is my place in, in this huge thing that's, almost like so all encompassing that you don't really understand it. You, you lose your identity in it. So I always, uh, you know, while I was painting, I was always asking myself like, what's, what's your role in this? What, what are you trying to do with what you're doing? And, you know, this year, this past year, it's actually been a, a little bit more than that, but I just liberated myself from all that, you know, all those questions. I'm not saying they're bullshit questions, but I just think that there were weight that I just, I felt it was, crushing me a little bit and and now I paint you know I I like I've gotten into this very has it you know changed is it changed that feeling of what you just said has yeah it it's crazy it's painting? crazy because yeah right now I have this you know kind of dumb weird insane idea in my head that I want to I want paint not to matter in the sense that I want it to be such a huge part of my life that I don't want it to be special and I know that sounds almost super like, backwards. Like eating. Like I have Yeah, it's to almost eat. like it's almost like that's the way I reflect upon things. Period. Like that's it would be if a person does that through I don't know, jogging in the morning or through, you know, uh, meditating or through doing yoga or through cooking or through, you know, the many ways that people can actually um reflect that then that's totally fine. It's the exact same I I want that with painting. I want I want to be so, you know, um, in that moment that I'm not really kind of aware that I'm, you know, painting. I know it sounds, I don't want it to sound like it's esoteric or anything. It's just that I've gotten to a place and I guess that comes from like repeating and repeating and repeating painting. Um, but also it's not just repeating painting as if it's um, uh, like you're doing, you know, you're, you're painting the same painting over and over and over again. I, like subject matter could change. But, uh, you know, you know, when you're painting like the same thing over and over and over again, like I've been there. So I know that feeling it, it, this is different. Like this is um, I always have like a different mindset and a different challenge in my mind, like every single day. And it's almost like I wake up and there's this new challenge and I try to solve it and I paint through it and I'm done. But you're you it's like, it's incredibly you're, you're uh, sharing that on it seems like you're sharing that on your Instagram feed. Cause if you, if I look at some of your paintings, you're like, Hey, okay, today I'm going to do like, I'm going to do, or Hey, try this, 
be unfamiliar, paint something that's like not familiar, or you're like, I'm doing shapes. I'm just well, yeah, the home for the project, color right? or, or something like that. For me to be able to like deal with it, to be able to almost like um, uh, digest it, it, there has to be like a, a sort of theme. This is not like dumb fucking like stupid challenges, like YouTube challenges. Or anything. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> like Tide Pod challenge. Yeah, yeah. The no, cinnamon, but it's not, like, it's not kind of dumb like that because like I said, we that's not our generation. Like I don't, yeah. When I see that stuff, I'm always like, okay, that was stupid. You know, like I, I, I would never let myself kind of get into or start believing that, that bullshit. But um, no, it's, it's, it's more about giving myself some sense of structure. Like I, I have to give myself, if I tell myself, you know, every week there's going to be a different, you know, it's a different theme. We call them themes, but it's like a driving force. And it's pushing you to do something that you're not familiar with. And hopefully challenging you in some way that you feel uncomfortable, you know, and, and I've always, I'm doing this because I always dreaded that feeling of, you know, discomfort when you're painting, yeah. because that's when you feel most vulnerable. And that's where you feel like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? You know, I don't know how to do this. And the way we fight through that is usually falling back upon the doing the same, the, the same thing that we know how to do. Like you and go back to works because, you know, right. You and you know, it works and you know yeah. that that's what you can do. And I, I always I think that at some points in my life, I always try to steer away from those very challenging moments. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But at some point I was like this, like, I want to learn. I want to learn every single day of my life. Like, I want right. to, like, wake up and feel like I can learn something through painting. And then the next day have that exact same feeling. And that to me sounds amazing. Like, if I could... You know, if, if you would tell me that I could live a life like that, I would be like, sign me up. Right. Like, that's yeah. what I want. And I'm not saying that, you know, when I'm describing this feeling, probably like the three of us go like, yeah, that's how we feel every single time we sit down and paint. You know, it, it is a learning experience. I think that this is just a super heightened way of, of just teaching myself this lesson over and over and over again. And, you know, in the hopes, with the hopes of then just, it becoming this commonplace thing where I'm like, okay, that's what I want. It is, I think that, it, 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 go ahead. Tom. Is it like, an, uh, is it the experience for you though? Or is like, do you see the paintings as like a body of work that's like autobiographical about like just what you've looked at every day or what you've chosen to look at every day for, you know, for a year and a half? I, I think it's both, but I'm trying to not care about the paintings that much in the sense right. that I want to do something lovingly. Like right. I, I always tell With people love. that I hope exactly. I, I hope to tell people that if they see something that I made, you know, don't, don't think, Oh, why is it cheap? Why are you not signing it? Because I haven't signed my work for years and years now, but um, I don't want people to think about those things. I want them to see something and to say, Oh, this is so, you know, this is hopefully for them to say, this is beautiful. Like this touches me in some way that I don't care about any of those other things. Like I, I, you know, I trust, like I can see that this was done with care and it was done by somebody who loves to paint. If, mm. if that's the, I, you know, maybe that sounds like kind of a uh, um, little too fluffy, but it, it's not like, mm, I actually not. think that that's my driving force. Like I love to paint and I hope that some of that leaves an imprint uh, when I do um, the paintings. So, I remember painting this, you know, years ago, 
this painting of my dad that was a really nice painting. Um, and it's when all the stars align. And I think we've all had that painting where we were like, oh, that actually, that's a I good work. painting where you yeah. look back and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I don't even I'm know. I'm still how waiting I painted to that. hit that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it, you know, that was that painting for me. And I had a lot of people at that moment tell me, okay, dude, you're done. Like, that's going to be your painting. Like, that's, that's the great painting you did. And I don't know if, you know, you can't capture lightning again. So just know that that's like the coolest painting. And it was because it was a painting of, of my father and because it was a painting that meant so much to me, I kind of, there was a point where I was like believing that this was like my painting, you know, this was, this was my achievement. I mean, it, it sucks that you would peak when you're young, but because, <laughs> because I would, I, I would tell myself, okay, but it, like, I want to have like 50 more years of painting. What the hell? Like, what am I going to do now? Like <laughs> the guy who's talking about high school football, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, there was that one pass. <laughs> I remember the, the moment where I told myself, you just have to let it go. You just have to let that painting go and just start to understand what it is to, to feel like real detachment from, from what you do. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was really cool because eventually, you know, that painting, uh, somebody bought that painting and I was super proud because I, I was like, who's going to want this painting of my dad? It, it's such a weird, you know, different painting, hard to sell, but somebody loved it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's amazing. Um, and, you know, eventually I realized I don't have to do that painting again. Like I, I just have to speak about that moment. You know, that painting is a testament of that moment, but there's going to be paintings that are going to speak about other moments of my life. And, and I think that that's, I'm totally fine with that. And if in those moments I can't produce a painting, that's that cool. That's fine. That's totally fine. And um, I think late, you know, in, in the last couple of years, like, where when I started understanding that I could um, I could have a relationship, you know, with my kids. I mean, I have a great relationship with my kids, but I could have, you know, this. Um, uh, I could reflect upon my kids through painting, um, because I was horrified of painting my children. Like I think of myself as being <laughs> super heavy-handed, so I was like, I'm going to butcher my kids, and I don't want to. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing worse than painting than an ugly, you know, baby painting. So I was like, I can't do this to my kids. I, this is, this is, you know, this is going to be horrible. Um, but it's, at some point I was like, I got to paint my kids because they're my kids. Like nobody, nobody can paint like my kids, like, you know, me, I, I could, yeah. I could have my kids pose for Jeremy Lipking, you know, he's incredible. But I have to believe, and and you know, he's a thousand times better at at doing that sort of painting than I'll ever be. But I have to believe that he's if he's painting my kid, I I have to paint circles around him, like it's yeah, my know, kid. Yeah, yeah. How could because you ever... know your kid in a way that yeah, no one on the planet exactly. will ever know them, exactly. regardless of what the result is. Exactly, it doesn't matter. Like that's when I started understanding that. Okay, this. I mean, my kids don't belong to me in the sense that nothing belongs to me. Like this is having kids is one of the hardest things in the world. When you realize, you know, oh, yeah. they're just the universes, you know, something they could have a life where, you know, they don't suffer at all, or they could, you know, suffer when they're young, which is one of the things that just traumatizes me that they will suffer unnecessarily. 
but you know, those things really, when I thought about, when I would think about those things, I was like, you know, my kids are my life, but they don't belong to me. I can't hold on to them. Like, you know, treating them as this precious thing that never, you know, nothing is ever going to happen to them if I protect them. Um, and I think that all those reflections were, were actually, I, I took all those things when I started, you know, while I painted and I know it sounds stupid because it's like, how do you turn that into painting? Like that doesn't make sense, but it, I think it does in some way it shows up in some way that care that you have, that love that you have for, for, for the people that are closest to you in your life, it fucking shows up where I've always like how, yeah, yeah, it's it's like, it's, it's just the fact that you're loving doing it so much. And it doesn't matter whether it's your kids or just something else that you love, whatever it is, if you really love it and you're pouring yourself into it, like that just, it comes through in the painting. I think it's just your attention to it, your devotion, your, I mean, there's no other word for it than love, like your love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's in such an instinctual level that like what you say, Ted, like it could be, it doesn't like subject matter is not, this is not dependent on subject matter. This is not even dependent on, on it being, you know, another human being. Um, but it just shows our humanity. We're showing our humanity through our paint and, um, and we connect to it. Like we have no doubt in our minds when something is done like with commitment and, and it's done with care. It's so strange, but you immediately know it. Like I, I think the, probably the three of us have seen like a ton of painting and you know it, you know when there's something special. And I wish a lot of times like people say, well, yeah, but where does that lie in? And it's like, I, it's, it's, it's impossible. It's, this is not like a formula. This is not meant to be a formula. This is not meant to be something that that can be taught, you know, as objectively as as you can teach somebody about value. Um, yeah. It's not. That that's when you realize. It's not like I there's not people, a recipe for it. Right, and I always tell people like because I I do know that painting oof, painting is like a steep. You know, you, you really have to work hard at the beginning to get to that point where you eventually feel like you can do paintings that that is that is really really tough that climb is very very you know tough and that you know it is an incline and that's where a lot of people fall fall off like i that's where a lot of people that start to paint say oh forget it you know this is way too much for me but i always tell people you know that may seem like the hardest thing that only takes a couple of years. And then eventually you realize now I have the rest of my life to try and figure things out. (laughs) And that, you know, that's going to seem so minuscule, you know, knowing how to paint is going to feel so small when compared to the other stuff that you're not even going to think about it anymore. And, and when you're in the middle of it, you're like, no, I'm sure it won't. I need to know how to draw a hand, you know, don't tell me that there's going to be something that's harder than drawing a hand. Like most of us who know, you know, our colleagues who are about the same age, we're kind of hitting it at the same time. And that's a lot of the discussions that I have, like, let's say on the phone with Ted, when we're just like in our studios painting, even though I'm working on something and I know where I, what I need to do to finish the painting, you know, like, like on a surface level, finish it. We end up talking about this type of stuff, whether it's, you know, very specific, or we're sort of skirting around the, the the conversation. But it's like, yeah, I think we're talking about that, the plateau. What are we doing? What are we painting? What are we saying? 
Is it going to be like this forever? Are there going to be more? Are, are there going to be new uphills? Is it going to go down and then back up? Like all these things, again, I'm using that sort of visual scale idea. But I, what you're saying right now is something I've been thinking a lot about. And it's really kind of um, reassuring to me to hear somebody like you say that, because I think a lot of us are going through that idea of like, what is this thing that we're doing that we spent so much time to get good at, you know, mm -hmm. like, again, on like a surface, like technically get good at now what? Yeah, but I think no the now what is important because I think amazing stuff can come from it. Yeah, and we and we have to keep searching. Like you, you can't just remain static. You can't just say, "Well, it'll come to me," or "I'm I'm sure that eventually I'll I'll figure it out," or "I'm sure." No, no, no. You have to work through it. Like yeah. I, I, at least, I'm I'm actually probably talking to myself. But um, that's okay. This is what we're no, because I, I, I realize I realize that that's what. <laughs> Hold that's on, we're just works. gonna like go, and you just keep yeah. on going. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what works for me. Like I, I need to work through it, and and what you've been kind of pointing out, um, which is like the reflective part of it, which is just even even just doing this thing that I hate to do, which is you know just editing a voiceover, um, and and just. I'm obligated to listen to myself. You know, I have to, which I fucking hated it at the yeah, beginning. We had to I was learn like, that. oh it's my so God. <laughs> every podcast. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, every podcast is just like, oh, so much self loathing. I was such an, <laughs> such an idiot. Like, why don't open your mouth? Think about <laughs> things. Like, think twice. Yeah. But, but I got used to it. I got used to like my, my own voice and, and like the good sense though, I'm, I'm super critical. I'm hypercritical even of, of the things that I, I, I say. And, and it just makes me think, you know, honestly, like three times about everything that I'm doing. And it's not really about overthinking, but it's just about reflecting upon everything and, and then trying to, you know, trying to put that into words. I, I, I never, I do it off the cuff. I, I never, you know, have a, um, a script or anything because that, that would be insane work. But um, but even just, you know, even if I'm fumbling through my words, but I'm trying to make sense of things, I think it's it's an amazing exercise. It's an incredible exercise because I'm doing it also like outside of the academy. Like this is not like, yeah. this is not a crit. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not in front of like a bunch of artists that I'm going to, that are going to tell me, oh, you sound stupid because of this, this and this no, fuck that. Like I'm doing this for myself. Like I'm trying to figure things out for myself. Like I can't, you know, I can't worry about any of those things. I, I'm just here trying to make sense of things. And, um, and it's my journey, you know, that's, that's, that's the other thing that I've realized, like this doesn't have to look like anyone else's, you know, journey. And it doesn't yeah. have to be super polished just like everybody else does. And no, everything, no. See, yeah. Like, which is, which is crazy because I think we've all felt this, but I think the 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 reflective part of painting, you know, that doesn't necessarily have to accompany the the part where we are executing paintings. So sometimes we can be like machines and we can just paint, 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 paint. And you know, a painting can be constructed and make sense and it could be a, like a super cool painting. And we're not really going to understand what we did with those series of paintings or with a particular painting, you know, for maybe months. You know, a, a year could go by and you're like, oh, that's what I want. That, that's what I was trying to make sense of when I did those paintings. And I think, you know, if we do these, if we do, if we accept this 
organically, then we have no issue with any of that. But we have grown accustomed to always have to try and um, justify what we do. And, and, and for some reason, being hesitant, you know, in art is seen as, as something of like a weakness or not knowing where you're going is, is also considered to be weak. Um, you know, that's not solid work. That's not mature work. We, we use all these like dumb buzzwords to, to try and um, make us understand that whenever you doubt, it's a bad thing. You know, if, if you don't really understand what you're doing, that's bad. And fuck that, like, I, I got to a place in my life where I was like, why is art being judged differently from yeah. life? Yeah. Like, <laughs> when in life would you tell another human being like, oh, you're a little bit lost right now and you don't know what you're doing. And, you know, you got you know, all these things pulling you to all these places. No, you're, you're a fucking loser. Like, you, you don't <laughs> No, Like, that's so human to do that, to, to feel that. And I have no idea when it became weird, you know, wrong for for us to feel like that while we're, you know, painting or while we're trying to figure things out in painting. I think it's terrible. So there's and, so many and, myths. Well, think about artists. school. I mean, go, what were you like, saying, Ted? There's so many myths around artists, like this, like authoritative genius who like knows where everything's going, and you know, like basically like is inside the matrix of life and just understands things on a level that nobody else could possibly understand. And I, I don't know that it's always struck me as bullshit that like, yeah. you, you see it in, in, in artists throughout history. I mean, like Velasquez is a great example. Like I think he, he changed a lot throughout his life and you see him kind of trying to define himself. And I mean, all the paintings are great all the way along, but I, I think, there's got to be some struggle there that you're looking at because mm. otherwise why would he have changed? Yeah. And, and um, if you've ever read uh, Giacometti, Giacometti mm. thought he was a shit painter. Like he was a worthless painter, worthless, mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. worthless. He was so hard on himself. I mean, so, so hard on himself. I, I even felt bad. Like I was like, dude, like <laughs> take it easy dude yeah 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 take a break go watch a movie yeah, like don't don't worry like you, you're doing it you you just don't you, you just can't see it so i don't know i did i think part of that realization well, for me was because i was teaching for so long and because i was like immersed in the you know in in evaluating students and and it's almost like if you step back and you see, you know, this whole machinery working, evaluating really harshly, because we can be such assholes when evaluating art that I was like, I, I took a step back and I was like, oh, my God, these are like 18 and 19 year old kids. Like, what the hell are we, you know, what are we doing? Like, what are we expecting for them to have what figured out? Like, that's crazy. Um, I mean, I don't know. You, I, I, you have kids. Our kids are being tested and you have to be right. And they're in first and second grade. I remember my kid, he had to draw the, I, I, I don't know what class was this, this was for, but he had to, you know, the, the um, it was a little thing that they said, you have to draw this. So they said, well, you have to draw this person and the sun is, you know, it's 12, you know, in the day, sun is like right up in the middle of the sky and you have to draw a person that symbolizes that the sun is out and the sun is like, you know, in the middle. So my son goes and draws, you know, the sun in the middle of the page. And then, you know, this little figure uh, at the bottom. And he was like, awesome. Cause he did a shadow. 
but he didn't project the shadow just coming out of the uh, figure because like he was like seven, eight. And what he did was like, did this like little dark figure, like mirrored dark figure, but it was disconnected. And, and the teacher, she went like, well, the sun is in the good position, but the shadow should come from the body. So you should know. And I wrote an essay. I was like, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. Like he did the most fucking amazing shadow that's not connected to the body. He even had the right, like he was, he was so connected with understanding sunlight with a projected shadow that I was like, that's good enough. That is so good. Like who the f cares if the shadow came from the little figure's feet? Like who, who cares? But she was like, and she took points off. And I, I told my kid, I was like, don't, you can draw the shadows like any way you want <laughs> from now on. Cause this can't be like, this again, is that's, right. that's an example of breaking them. Yeah. I never did so, well in any art classes though. That's so like, not cool. Not in school. You, you know, I always tell the story, you know, what broke my heart. Um, oh, and by the way, if we're going long, just tell me. Don't worry so. about it. It's all good. But, uh, but uh, I always tell this story, but I, I, I've kept, you know, tons and tons of my children's drawings because I can love children's uh, drawings. And, and the drawings are tied to developmental stages. Like this is not like, you know, our kids are weird and they draw in like amazing, strange ways. Like, no, like human beings draw in certain ways, you know, um, and, and that manner of drawing changes depending on, on the age they're at. And, um, and I always, I, I was able to spot with my kids that they draw, they would draw incredibly, like incredibly up until they were five. And when they were five, six, they started gaining like this, this self-consciousness about their drawings. So they would start noticing that their drawings don't really look like the things that they were drawing. And there was a moment that broke my heart. It just, it literally broke me that my son, he just loved animals and dinosaurs. And he was, we were drawing together and he was like, oh, dad, draw a lion. And fucking asshole me starts trying to do this lion, this New York, you know, a public library lion. I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to kick the shit out of this lion. Like this is, you know, I, I remember the, yeah, yeah I'm going to, I remember the pose. Gonna I'm going to make, so impressed. yeah. And I was drawing this lion and then my kid stopped drawing. And he, he was like, I don't want to draw anymore. And I was like, why not? This is so cool. And he was like, but my lion is never going to be as good as, as your lion. Uh, I was like, oh, was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, this is so dumb and stupid. And it's because at that moment, you know, he never had that before. But at that age, he had the ability to start, you know, comparing himself. And that is like the death of, of drawing you know, for a child, for a child, because what they start doing is they start like tracing things and copying yeah. things, you know, they'll start copying comic books or little, you know, whatever they like, but they, all they want from then on is to just emulate things to, to judge themselves, not, not for what they can do, but you know, how close they can get to the, uh, you know, to what they're trying to, to draw. And so do you think there's a way to mix the spirit of what you're talking about like that, but also add the things that we know are beneficial, like, you know, things that we've done for training or, or and, and I'm talking about like young kids, like you don't, like you still want to say, Hey, like try to learn how to do this thing. 
So where's like the middle where you could do a little bit of both. So you're not taking and breaking their spirits or, or taking that, 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 that amazing sort of thing from inside them to come out, but also add the stuff like, Hey, this is how you draw a line or something like that. Is there a way, you know, to do both? I, I, the way my parents did it with me, because my mother, my mother is an artist. She was her father was an artist. She just let me be. You know, I never ever. You know, she taught me how to etch at a super young age. I was probably like nine or ten, and I was doing like etchings, like with acid. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was That's super so cool. cool. Awesome. I always tell the story that I would dip, I would plate. dip my hands in acid, and I was super. I was like, look, mom, like bubbles. And I would say, oh, this is awesome. And it's like, I got yeah, no fingerprints, your... mom. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, wow, right. why is it burning? <laughs> yeah, you have a, a, a skin, a, a layer of skin less in your body now. Um, no, no, no. But um, I used to draw monsters and, and yeah. you know, these really weird imaginary like worlds and beings. And But it's because I never you know, nobody ever told me what to draw or what not to draw. Nobody. And my mom is this sort of mom that she's more, she was more of a mom and less of an artist in the sense that she would just celebrate everything I do. She still does. Yeah, I got to draw, I could paint something horrible and she, she's like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> thing ever, yeah. yeah. You're amazing. Oh, everything um, you do is so beautiful. Everything. Uh, but no, they, they never, you know, what they would do was like, oh, you know, I'm drawing monsters. And, and she would just uh, go to the toy store and, and she would be like, oh, we picked up this monster because we, we would think that, that you would like it. And I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. Thank you, mom. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> and that would spur my imagination like even more. But I, I think that in some ways that that's that's how you you kind of had have to do it um well i i play with my daughter uh, my son used to draw a ton now now he doesn't care but he plays video games now but um yeah. <laughs> with Failed my daughter it. yeah but with my daughter um we we do stuff with with danny with my girlfriend that we we will we'll sit down and and we'll do like little um like we'll say okay well from the numbers one through ten we'll just right you know we'll draw them and then we'll draw things coming out of those numbers or or we'll just do a scribble and then you you know you start drawing from my scribble and i'll draw from your scribble and yeah just stuff that feels boundless you know that that's why i, I think that that's the coolest part of art you know that where you never feel like there are i mean there's obviously parameters and there's obviously constraints and but I think that when it feels like you could fucking do anything you want, anything you want, it's, it's like, this is the, you're, you're, you know, and this is not, you, you, we're not playing gods here, but this is almost like a sandbox and, and you just, this is your world and you, you can set your own rules in a painting. You can do anything you want, any fucking thing you want, but you just have to be intelligent enough to say, I, this is my rule set. And you as an observer are going to like, believe in my rules as soon as you see my paintings I, I think that every great painting does that it's like you're playing by my rules now and you're going to believe that this is how you know this universe that i'm presenting to you works and you know even if we don't super like the the the, the painter we're like yeah i'm i'm in it, i'm in it you know 
I, I'm playing. Like, I'm totally up for playing this game that you're proposing. So every time I, I, I think of what I find to be super exciting about art, it has to be, I mean, it has to be playful. The thing is, it has to be playful in a sense that that doesn't mean that it's not, um, that there can't be any reflection coming out of it. Like, because some, sometimes people think, oh, you're just fucking around. Like, oh, you know, you, I've gotten a ton of people telling me that I haven't done anything for the past couple of years because all I've been doing is painting smaller in my sketchbooks or, or now these paintings. And I've had people saying like, okay, but when are you going to get back to painting? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Like, what does that mean? Am I mean? doing every day? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Like another big painting? Like, that's what you want to see? Like big composition, a bunch of figures. And, but I was like, but I've, you know, I, I'm not saying like I ticked that box because no, that that's, a, you know, a lifetime's worth of work, but it, but it's like, why do you think that that is, you know, that that's what defines painting? And I always tell I, some people just really get into not argument. I'm not going to argue about any of those things, but I'm not saying I'm above it. I just don't think that it's it's something that I I honestly care about. But whenever I hear people say that, it's like I always tell them, well, what I'm hearing is that you would love to paint, you know, large paintings with like a bunch of figures, and you know, I, I always tell them like, go nuts, like go crazy, paint that, <laughs> like that's what you want out of painting. Do it. That's awesome. But right now I'm doing what I want out of painting. And, you know, hopefully you can respect that. That's, yeah. that's totally fine. And hopefully by doing, because I think that when we answer to those things that we have to do, that's when, that's when all of us become this, you know, this, honestly, this family of painting that where the things that, you know, I can't do, you know, Ted does. And the things that Ted can't do, Tony does. Like, and that. when we look at you know ourselves as a collective, we're like, fuck. Like, instead of just thinking that we can do everything, we realize that it's actually just us. It's you know the point is just to celebrate what other people are doing that we can't do, and it's totally fine. It's, it's absolutely fine that we can't do those things. Yeah. That's why there's other people that are awesome painters out there, <laughs> you know, to do those things. So. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at right now. I feel like I, I just kind of know my place and I understand my place and I kind of understand what I'm doing with or what I hope to gain from the exercise that I'm doing. I'm I guess I'm scared because I'm human of what comes afterwards. But I've also you know looking back up you know at my life and I think we've all kind of have about twenty years of painting behind maybe. Um, there's never been a moment where I feel, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm done. Like this is, you know, like I have satisfying. whatever, yeah. Or whatever sense of stability that you were looking for. It's never been like that. Never. I, I remember when my first kid was born, I was like, I, I, not, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You <laughs> know, I could barely imagine taking care of myself in my life. Now I got to take care of a kid. Like I wouldn't have bet on myself, you know, nothing. Yeah. And, you know, now I have my, you know, my, my kid is 13 and my daughter is nine. Whoa. Like when I look back, I'm like, how the fuck have I done this? Like <laughs> they're fine. They're happy and fine. You know, it, that's amazing. That to me is like amazing. And, and, you know, when I'm scared, I tell myself, don't be scared. Like, dude, you've, you'll never know 
you will never know. It doesn't matter how well you're doing. You will never, ever know, you know, what, what is coming next. Never. You could never, ever even predict it. So why bother? Like always, you know, keep thinking about it. Like don't get caught, like, you know, just not knowing what, you know, where you're at or, or, or what you're going to do, you know, in the next month. But don't be scared. Like you will figure it out. Like you, if you work, you know, if just keep working and you'll figure it out. That, that's how I've always talked to myself. And for some reason, it's worked. So, so <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going to happen next. Um, because, you know, I, I don't think that I don't think that I can do that, you know, the second year of what we're doing with this project, if I'm going to start really kind of, you know, painfully thinking of, about what's next. I think that if I start you know, anticipating what can come next, then I'm not going to be present in, into what I'm supposed to be doing now. And I'm going to ruin, you know, what, what is, you know, turning out to be like a super special experience for me. Do so you have I like, I want to do that. Do you have like some sort of end in mind for the, our painted lives, or is it just something that's kind of open-ended at this point And you figure you know, like, I, I know someday. that we can't, yeah, I know that we can't keep it up because honestly, I mean, I know that people that want to see it as this minor thing, they just see somebody sketching every day and that's about it. It's so much work. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm so shocked that I never expected it. I was like, I've painted my whole life. Like, I know what it is to wake up and paint and then go to bed. Like, I know how that feels like. I'm not going to get, you know, surprised by just painting more. Um, no, it's so hard. It's so oh, hard yeah. to... Well, just you're coming it. up with like new yeah, challenges yeah, just, for yourself. Right. Even just and, finding and like then, a, a legitimate, like genuine reason to feel challenged and to, to, you know, genuine in the sense, not, not that, you know, nothing challenges me anymore. No, like painting an egg is challenging. Um, no, yeah, no, no, it's not about for that. Sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's more about like doing this honestly. Um, because yeah. I, and I always tell Danny, I always tell her like, I can't like, if I don't, you know, it could be a cool theme. It could sound like a cool theme, but if I don't make sense of it, like I, I don't want to paint and I don't want to paint something just because, you know, that doesn't make sense, you know, for me. So doing that plus the painting, plus also like liberating yourself from the painting, just thinking like, because there's so much going on while you paint, you, you know, you, you inevitably, I, it doesn't quite happen anymore, but at the beginning I was like, I have to hit, you know, a thousand every time because if i want to do cool paintings that have a good chance of selling this is where my mind was like always like super anticipating one thing um then i have to you know i have to kick ass like every single time and there was a point you know very early where i where i told myself no you know forget it like just worry about painting don't worry about it being a good painting or a great painting, it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter. And That's I love the best how, advice yeah. And I love how, <laughs> how it's really super backwards because there's people that are, you know, we're, we're also trying to tell people, Hey, we are both living off of this. So for us to live off of this, we have to sell the paintings. But I also tell people, but today's painting was really tough for me and it's probably not my best painting. You know, it was really challenging and I really had a hard time and, you know, but in like a way, a, like I kind of would want one of those paintings. Cause it's like, Oh, I could see that you were really going for this thing. And, and it was hard and it was a struggle. And 
there's something yeah, but there's something really intriguing about that you know that right as a collector a good collector would be like i want that one right and and you know we've gotten like insanely generous like absurdly generous people like supporting us but um but but it but it's super backwards like it, it really does require you to say just liberate yourself from all of that and just you know paint sit down and paint and there's something to be said about doing that in such a mechanical way not it's not um, this is not repetitive in the sense that you just shut off. Like it's never meant to be like this automatic thing. But the fact that it's like a faithful act that you repeat, you know, that, that, you, that you know it's going to be there, you know, the next day, it, it, it's incredible. But, but again, as I was saying, I, I never thought that, you know, I was like, I don't know if we could do this. And if we are going to be able to do this, we can do this for two years. Because for more, I can't do it for more. Like it's way too much work. It's way, way <laughs> too much work. It's it's very, it's like physically draining and and sometimes like emotionally draining because you have to, like really, um, you encounter, you know, your words and your yourself trying to figure things out, and it's very. It can be very, very frustrating. So, yeah, it, it, since the beginning, I was like, yeah, this is two years tops because. And, and and maybe you know it'd be nuts, but maybe we end up selling everything, like a hundred percent of what we've done, and that would be incredible. But I would love to be able to say we did so well that we have to stop, that we just can't do. You know, this was the project that, and and we we can't do this anymore because it's not, it doesn't make sense. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense to milk something to turn this into business wouldn't make sense. So we have to stop. Like, like we, our mindset is that you know, let's push super hard until you know December, and and then we'll see how, you know what happens. But but just you know, we take it like a week at a time. Nicholas. Well, as long as you keep doing it, man, I, I am really enjoying seeing it. Uh, That's awesome. And, and seeing the paintings, and I, I'm loving the paintings, and I'm a big fan of your work. And oh no, thank. I think we're all big fans of of each other's work other, here. Yeah. So you're a fascinating dude, man. I'm really glad you were able to come on and take the yeah. time and chat with oh, us. Wait, and... we got a, we got a Quentin Tarantino this, uh, welcome to suggested donation. I'm Edward Minoff. Oh, I'm <laughs> 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 here with Nicholas Uribe. <laughs> nice. That was a pleasure, man. Uh, um, it was good to get, get, you know, just to sort of, um, it was fascinating to just see your, your, your thought process on all of this. No, and it makes so you. much sense now, even, you know, I've liked your paintings for years, but it, I just like to, to, to put the two together. Cause I just feel like there's a harmony with what you're saying, your thought process and seeing like the, the paintings themselves. So, uh, so That's yeah, awesome, this was dude. a pleasure, Thank man. You. Thanks for yeah, for same the time. same for me. Hey, no, if we're same. ever uh, traveling again, uh, and you come up to New York, let's go to the Met and do some copies. Yeah, you you actually you. I thought I was doing well with my Rembrandt, and I saw your uh, <laughs> your Velasquez. Like, huh? Yeah, and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, my <laughs> copy that copy that was the first painting I ever sold. That's nice. I that, sold it I had to a writer. I had to give mine away. Nobody wanted that Rembrandt. So, yeah, you got me beat there. So, for sure. You're an awesome dude, Nicholas. Yeah, man. thanks so much yeah, yeah. for, for doing no, this. Th 
Thank you. Definitely Thank you come up if you're in New York. I'm in Dallas right now, but I'll be up in New York. Definitely come by. Uh, love to have you by like the Grand Central Atelier or something. Just, just nice. There, dude. I, awesome. I was, uh, I mean, never, uh, things never really made sense at that moment in time, but I went to the Water Street when it first started, you know, with, uh, with Jacob, when it first, first started, it was like um, a super nice, um, super nice experience. And, um, and I've kept, I, I don't know if in contact, but it, I've, I've kept close to the people that, that have been part of, you know, that whole idea that started growing from that moment. And um, I don't know if Michael, no, Michael's not working at uh, Grimaldi. Is Michael working at Grimaldi's at He's at uh, New York Academy. At New York he's Academy. At, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I've, I've kept close to people that, that have been part of, of, of you know, instances of, of this kind of cooler side of education that I think should, should be a, a real alternative to, um, to younger artists. Yeah. And so I, I always applaud, you know, places that can promote, you know, those sort of uh, spaces. There's a lot of places now and, and with different ideas and different, a whole bunch of different places. Oh, that yeah. Are doing something more stripped down and more uh, uh, not not some, you know, stuffy regulated system. Like I like the idea that people are almost like that DIY. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah way of like figuring out and it sounds like you're doing a version of that on your own the more the merrier as long as there's honesty and beauty and high quality stuff in your in your head and in your heart i'm a fan you know so nice. anyway i think you're an awesome guy and and i can't wait <laughs> to hang out with you once we're sort of out of the uh this crazy time in the world right now all right cool. brother okay thanks Be good. So much. stay safe no, thank you you too you guys too thanks. see ya bye, bye.